it's Eurobash. It's episode 42, and we are International Fight Week bound. We are in inter- it, it, International Fight Week. It doesn't feel like a PT. Was like, I made that point there on Twitter today. It really just doesn't have any sort of feel to it coming into it. And I think especially over here as well, because we have the pay-per-view to look forward to this weekend, 30 quid. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling it, man. And I'd just like to introduce my co-host, Niall McGrath. <laughs> but uh, we had a bit of a mad week. I'm just back from London. And I think one of the most memorable Cage Warriors events in a long, long time. Night of Champions, absolutely unbelievable. Um, that we had the UFC card, which Niall McGrath is going to tell you all about because oh, I was a busy bunny, unfortunately. But um, yeah, will I just take a quick run at these headlines as usual, Niall? Sure, why not? And we can start complaining about that pay-per-view in a few minutes. Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> so Nicholas Dalby and Ross Houston in a fight for the ages in the unification bout at the top of that Night of Champions card amazing amount of traction coming off the back of that of course Definitely. it was uh it was stopped due to the to the vinyl surface becoming unplayable due to the amount of bloodshed one of the most unbelievable things i've ever seen in my life it was uh i tell you there's it was unprecedented really i've never seen anything like it but this is the thing right so everybody is standing around this medical room at the end of it these are the most hardened people mm. in mma in europe and everyone's like giggling like schoolgirls and shaking their heads. Like usually, you know, when we're trying to get our work yeah, done, yeah, yeah. it's like, come on, come on, <laughs> let's get it over with. But this was like people just couldn't stop talking. And I mean, the, the talk has continued. We're well into Monday night now. And it's, it's still really the talk of the town. Nicholas Dalby and, and Ross Houston and Nicholas Dalby's resurrection. Yeah. I mean, what did you think of that when you watched it at home? Did it, is it as big as I feel it is? Because it feels huge to me. This- I think even the way maybe the fight ended even made it a little bit bigger because it was such an unprecedented event. To put There's no more, closure. Yeah, and it put eyes of, of the world on it because this fight, people are going to tune in because they hear this fight stopped from literally too much blood in the cage. They're going to go, oh shit, man, I have to watch this stuff. Yeah. So you're going, you're going to go tune in and watch it. I guarantee you probably more people tune in to Cage Warriors after the event yeah. was actually over and watched it back in the UFC fight. But I'd love to know the numbers. But, um, yeah, I think it was big, and I think the fact Nicholas Dalby um, looked to be gaining quite a lot of momentum in the fight. I had a 10-8 round in that second round. A lot of people told me um, that. He, he, the two shots, the one that broke Ross Houston's nose, and the two takedowns um, really set the president for the, president for the end of that round. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, Ross... Um, Even without the blood, it was an amazing yeah, fight. Yeah, it, really, it was. And I think, you know, the, the respect for... Um, each other they had as well it was a you know fantastic you know the, the piece you did was fantastic in ESPN by the much. way I know you had a few issues <laughs> um, but listen yeah it, you you conveyed it perfectly you put it across perfectly and I think it's great that you know someone has got that access and showing what Cage Warriors have done for UFC talent and European talent because it's very important without Cage Warriors mate we probably wouldn't even be covering this sport and that's that's true that's story. A fact. Um, yeah, and, and moving on from that, Joy Herbert, Mads Barnell, Samir Fadin, and Modestus Bakaukas uh, have been crowned, newly crowned Cage Warriors champions on the back of that event. Uh, we'll talk about that bit later. Uh, James Webb retains his middleweight title after fighting to a controversial draw with uh, uh, Notorious Frederick. Um, moving on from that, French MMA legalized. Beginning in Brilliant, Jan yeah. 2020, we can see some events there. And look, I can already Paris. hear... Cage Warriors people talking about it, yeah, Bellator definitely. people talking about it. Everybody wants to do the force. KSW, UFC, obviously. Um, and imagine Franny and Ganu coming off oh, that big Jesus win over Junior DeSantos. I'm sure that would uh, that would be huge if they could do something over there, you know. Um, a lot of fights announced last week. Mm-hmm. I tried to keep on top of it. I've probably missed a few, but here we go. Misha Serkinov v. Jim Crute. Glover Teixeira v. Uh, Nikita Kroilov, Augustus Sakoy v. Uh, Tabura, all set for September's Vancouver event. Uh, 
Next up, Volkan Ozdemir v. Uh, Latifi has been rebooked. Uh, Joaquin uh, Silva v. Nazrat Hakparast and Mara Romero Barella v. Lauren Murphy and Antonina Shevchenko v. Lucy Pudlova and Darko Stosic v. Kennedy and Juku and Claudio Silva v. EMF all booked for the Covington v. Lawler uh, fight in New Jersey. I know you spoke to Colby Covington recently. Yeah, very interesting. Yes, and... Um, UFC Copenhagen has its first fight. Gunnar Nelson v Thiago Alves. That is quite a tasty fight for I a European it. event. I do. I love it. I think it's it's um, you know maybe the UFC are changing their stance in the European market. I doubt it. But listen, not listen. We you know that's that's a fight that is um, worthy of any main card on a pay per view. Uh, I love it. I think it's explosive one for the fans. Um, hopefully, as uh, I was tweeting today, maybe Nicholas Dalby gets added to the, the UFC Copenhagen oh. card. I think it's a no brainer because he's obviously from there. Um, and Mads Burnell possibly as well, you know. Yeah, really good performance from Mads as well. But listen, I want to I ask you, how, how did you enjoy the, uh, you were there? Yeah. It seemed pretty loud. There was a lot of cheering going on. I know uh, Joy Herbert brought a big crowd up from Wolverhampton. Yeah. What was the atmosphere? What was what was everything like in the, in the arena? It was incredible. And you know, that arena itself, to book that place, I mean, you're walking around backstage and the history of the place is stunning, you know. Like, you're in VIP rooms where, you know, Paul McCartney yeah. and, all these, the Rolling Stones and, and Frank Zappa would Certainly. have been in. It's just, you can feel the history of the place. Um, and to be honest, I got in on Friday and just watching the whole Cage Warriors team work, uh, that was something that we, we wanted to have in the piece. But unfortunately, with, with the the enormous amount of um, talk about the main event, the, mm. the piece got mm. kind of shaped into that. But um, unbelievable, I mean, from Matt Jones, the PR guy who was churning out all those videos, which, of course, lead to these brands being built Um you know, you have um, Harry Fitzgerald who yeah, booked all the. Job. He booked that. He booked that of that uh, wow. venue. You know, he. I won't, I won't, I'd say he was instrumental in getting it done. Uh, you know, I was speaking to Ross Abrams, uh, Russ Abrams, should I say, and and Donald Dollery, our friend Donald, uh, Paul's yeah, father. Paul's like these guys, they're rigging up all the media rooms. It's just the way they all work together. Uh, Marsha, obviously, very family sort of. It's unbelievable. They all seem to love it, you know. And of course, Brad and Josh, yeah, great lads. The synonymous with the brands, they were. I thought uh, they were brilliant at the weekend. Oh, what was it? That, unbelievable, about a hundred times. Yeah, but uh, Samir Fadim, what did he say? Brad said about him, back flippery. It's yeah. the best word I've ever heard used <laughs> on a broadcast. But um, yeah, you know, amazing. And look what Ian Dean did again. Yeah. You know, unbelievable. Like yeah. I mean, UFC matchmakers. I'd love to see him do uh, the European cards and shows. I think it'd be, um, you know, we get a lot higher quality fights here in Europe oh, yeah. I think if he was doing them. Sometimes he does things that, you know, people don't even understand when it's made, but then it actually makes perfect sense mm. at the end. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, it's unbelievable foresight. Well, well look what they've done with Joy Herbert after obviously losing to Reese McKee. This is a perfect segue to our first, first guest. There you go. That's what that's what happened. He, he, he's been very sensible about the matchmaking. He's clearly studied um, a path to get him and Jack Grant to fight against one another, obviously with Reese moving yeah. to welterweight. So, you know, extremely clever matchmaking from him. They want their biggest stars, the biggest guys, the best fighters in their main events, and we definitely got that on Saturday. I thought Joy was fantastic. Yeah, he's unbelievable. And, and like it, as I say to him in this interview, it's coming up, uh, I felt that we need to talk to Joy and James because, yeah. you know, I, I did speak to... Uh, Russ and uh, Nick straight yeah. after, as everyone saw. So I felt like I really wanted to get there taken. One thing that people might forget about Joy is, 
you remember this. The, Bama took him off a card because he didn't right. sell enough tickets we, once. Yeah, we went mad about that on, on our old show we used to do. And but how, like, how good must it feel for him? Like, oh, yeah, guy, it's like, two fingers back up yeah. at these guys going, listen... You, I bet uh, the best prospect in the UK. Yeah. I am the best prospect yeah. in the UK, pretty much, is yeah, what and, that and, says. You and know? you heard him on the mic after, and I think he's becoming more and more polished every time you see him. <laughs> yeah. like, it, it's, it's mad. Like, you look at what he's done again, and it wasn't even the striking that I was impressed by. It was, again, his defence was yeah. you know, incredible and, and how well he was willing to engage back. Jack yeah. on the ground. Yeah. So Jack is an animal. Yeah. Like, he's an absolute savage. And um, the real talk of the town, obviously, was uh, in the lead-up to it, as we had Graham on the show last week, and he yeah. was saying, you know, five guys... Were uh, were likely to you know be on the UFC's radar very prominently here, Definitely. and the talk in the town was Jack Grant one hundred percent getting signed if he wins that fight. Yeah, and I they were the whispers going around. And when you're Joy Herbert, you must be rubbing your hands together thinking yeah. about that, you know. Yeah, definitely. And and listen, if they're not watching them um, before last Saturday night, they're certainly watching them now because it was a it was a phenomenal performance. And you know, as, as I was saying there, most polished. He didn't actually even seem that happy afterwards. That's I even said to him on the phone there today. I was like, you know, he actually seems so electric when he's being yeah. interviewed straight after. Yeah. He's going like, oh, what's the crack today? <laughs> like, was, no, I wasn't really happy. But yeah. that just shows you how you know competitive these guys are. If there's yeah. little things going wrong, that they. They feel as though maybe they could have done a little bit more. Yeah, well, they're unbelievable. Like, I mean, the talent there, to stand out yeah. on that card was very difficult. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that Definitely. Nicholas and, and Ross steal all the headlines and you have a performance from Joy like that, you yeah. have a performance from yeah. Mads like that. You know, James Webb and Frederick was an insane fight. Yeah, it was. The, the traction yeah. online while that was going down was was insane. And to be fair, uh, Samir and Modestas Bukaukas, they completely mm. upset the apple cart with those wins. Mm. I know Joy did as well, but not to the extent that these guys. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. everybody thought Martin Hamlet was going to win that title. Everybody expected Sam Creasy yeah. to win that title. Just unbelievable, man. It, it, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. Did I forget our last headline? Did I name that Norman Park is fighting Zielkowski no, for the KSW 50? No, you didn't. What did you think of that? Because we, we didn't know because of these catchweight fights he was having and stuff like that. And obviously, Gamrot's in a bit of a impasse there with, with KSW now. How, how like... The fact that he is at this contract situation, is that a big blow to KSW? I don't know, because they produce so much talent now. Yeah, I don't know. That it's like, is is, it? do they need him that badly anymore? I think maybe. Probably he, huge for Poland. He, yeah, he, but he puts eyes on it as well, Norman. Norman's, Norman doesn't like these guys. He doesn't like a lot of these guys who he's fighting against. It's, you know, that's a storyline. It's a bit of traction. It's a bit of eyes. It's a bit of interest. And I think Norman is that kind of guy that creates that tension. That You, you put him in a melting pot and... It, it'll bloody explode, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> yeah. Norman. He's an unpredictable guy. We know that very well. Um, I'm just worried about Norman in terms of, you know, is he training the whole time? Is he looking after that weight? It's still a concern for me. He hasn't looked bad. Like, I mean, he's looked really good in some of the fights. Like, yeah, I mean, really good. You know, so it's it, it's hard to know. Like, uh, He's just a natural beast. But I think if maybe, I know he's a kid and all, he's very busy. But you just wonder sometimes... You know, there was talks, you know, he had thoughts of retirement. Is that hunger, is that desire still there to really compete at a higher level? Or is it just about the book for Norman? I or don't is know. it just a negotiation tactic at this stage, well, you, you know? Yeah. Um, actually, interesting, now that I bring it up, I don't have it down on the list, but I watched it before I came up. Did you watch Darren Till's interview with yeah, Jim Edwards watched, for Fighters uh, watched, Only? Watch literally saw it as it was coming in yeah. um, here. We're actually recording the podcast uh, somewhere different today. So I saw it just as it was coming in here. and um, I was actually quite... Like, I just flicked through it. I like the honesty. Like, I mean, he, he's kind of saying, um, I think Jim put to him, like, are you back now? And he was saying, I said I was back after I lost yeah. to Tyron Woodley, so I was obviously not, I was lying then. No, well, I like, you know, I like what he said in terms of um, him taking a little bit of time out to find himself, really, is what yeah. he was saying. He's just doing, you know, if I'm not 100% committed to going to the gym, I'm not going to go to the gym. And I like that. Yeah. Because. And he also said ahead of the Masvidal bout, he was kind of like, I was fully switched on. I was going to the gym every day, but after the sessions. 
that's when I kind of, he said I was probably only 50% yeah. outside of the gym, you know, because he was staying in the casinos and stuff like that. I love that honesty. Um, that honesty says to me that I he's do. really... I just hope he learns from it. Yeah, but like the honesty is showing me that he is thinking about yeah. it. He is having that conversation with himself. And um, to be honest, I think, I think like, you know, I... Uh, like, you know, he spoke about the Tenerife yeah, incident, yeah, the course. Exactly, yeah. and, like, that stuff's hard to talk about. It is, you know, yeah. when he's talking about all the, the the attention and people shitting on him online and how it doesn't really phase him, but sometimes it just gets the better of you. I did, it was a very good interview. and um, It was, yeah, no, I listened to, I didn't actually, I'm going to sit down maybe this evening or tomorrow and listen to it, yeah. it, it through whole. Um, I haven't had a, a proper chance to analyse it, listen to it, but, yeah, listen, it, you know, I just hope Darren takes a little bit more time out. I've said this, you know, every week I seem to say this if his name comes up. Take a bit of time out. Get the head right. You know, as he said there, do what you want to do for a while, then get back in, full commitment. And as, listen, I just hope he's learned from that. I hope, you know, sometimes you go, you know, maybe he's going to go down the route of, you know, becoming a party boy and that sort of lifestyle. I think it'd be a real shame if he did. Hopefully Darren gets this uh, this sword and gets back in there. I hope for 185 as well, man. I don't want to see him at 170 anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I know there was a question about that, but I was kind of pottering around yeah. trying to get the podcast together, so I didn't. I, I don't think he made a, a commitment either yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I don't but know. it's also like you know, a young guy with a yeah. new child. Like there's so it's much stuff. Yeah, stuff, it's man. a lot it to tough. lot to balance. And um, and just the eyes that are on him as well. You know, the, he, he'd be recognised now everywhere he probably goes in Liverpool. So yeah, the same thing tough. with Paddy Pim that I used yeah. to say to him. If I was you when I was twenty one, I'd be dead already. Yeah, I know. I would. <laughs> but uh, look, we'll get on to the yeah. first interview of the day it's uh the new cage warriors lightweight champion mr joey herbert an absolute pleasure to have him on the show for the first time uh really great to speak to the to him i uh had a i had two brilliant um errors in the interviews this week um one is that i thought that uh joy's joy's ring name was the black county badger it's actually the black county banger yeah, he was the, like what is wrong badger. with you man the black county badger, badger. are you that stupid <laughs> Oh, I was I'm like, what does that mean, Joe? He's like, man, it's the banger. And I was like, oh, for f- <laughs> Badger. Holy God, oh, man. man. Well, look, I'm happy for you all to laugh at me. Don't worry about that. We'll uh, get, get on to Joey now. We'll be back in about 15 minutes. Love his loads. And now I am joined by the newly crowned Cage Warriors lightweight champion, a man who has been so resurgent under the banner. It's been a sight to behold. It's Mr. Joey Herbert. How are you, sir? I'm ecstatic, mate. I'm freaking buzzing. Buzzy man, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, but enough about me. You're the guy everybody wants to hear <laughs> from. Um, I mean, yeah. let, let's talk about the performance first of all, because um, it was stunning. I mean, there was a, there was some grappling exchanges in the early round, and then in the in the second round, you just took hold of the contest. Your striking was absolutely unbelievable. Your jab was fantastic. You weren't afraid to mix it on the ground with Jack Grant, who we know is a is a grappling mastermind really for a guy his age he's unbelievable how satisfied are you with that performance joy um i'm i'm really happy with it you know um i just i'm just like i was well prepared you know what i mean i've been preparing for weeks for this fight you know what i'm saying um not even for weeks really i've been preparing for years for like these these mm. defining fights you know what i mean these bigger these big events and um you know i just i was in the gym training in these um these situations so when i was in there you know it was just second nature to me and so yeah, I was. But I'm really happy with the performance. You know what I mean? And so I'm glad that I showed that, especially in the grappling exchanges, that I could um I could hang in there with him, and not not just hang in there with him. I looked, you know, I was on, when I was on the floor with him. I looked, and when I was in his guard, you know, um, there was one point where I like I, I was point, I was hitting him. I landed a few elbows, a couple of good strikes. You know, I was hanging him in there. I was being dominant on the ground with him as well. 
know what I mean? So I'm just proving that I'm like I'm up there with the with the top fighters now. Absolutely, absolutely. And one thing I, I said to you, I, I spoke to you briefly outside the hotel yesterday yeah, uh, yeah. before we headed on. One thing I heard uh, before this card was a lot of people were saying that Jack is knocking right on the door. He's right on the door of the UFC. And if he got that title, there was a very good chance that he would be signed. Um, after the the fact, and now that you have won in such a dominant fashion, I mean, you took over the fight in the second and third Um how do you feel about your proximity to UFC? Because as we know, uh, Graham Boylan had said it before the event. He expected maybe up to five guys to get a call after this fight within a few weeks. Um, do, do you feel that? Do you feel like this belt is the thing that will put you on the radar for the UFC? Is that what he said about five guys? Is that what he said? That's yeah, well, he said, oh, he said he yeah, said he said up up to five people. And, and look, we know that the 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 path between Cage Warriors and and the UFC has been set in stone for a very long time now. So that's just what I wanted to ask you about, really. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, I have like, a couple of people. I've, I mean, I've had loads and loads of messages on Facebook, on Instagram, and everything. Um, there's a couple of people as well in the in the um, in the MMA media, and they've said to me like, you know, Jack was meant to be getting the call up. Mm. After this, after he won this fight, you know, because a lot of people thought he was going to win. Mm. So, well, and obviously, but people close to me and people who are trained with him, and they like they were very, very confident, especially my coaches, that they knew that I was going to do it. You know what I mean? I knew I was going to do the business. But like I say, a lot of people said that after he got after he um, won this fight or whatever, he was going to get the call up. But then, obviously, I won in such a dominating fa- fashion. You know what I mean? I, I think it's time I got the, I got the shout. You know what I'm saying? I'm yes, because you've taken his momentum, right? You've taken that exactly. momentum that he has gathered. And, and you know, I, I always remember an interview I did with Phil DeFries, the, the KSW heavyweight champion, where he said, this is like Highlander. When you kill the other guy, you take all his experience. And and when you yeah. have done that, <laughs> you've you've taken yeah. all his momentum. You've taken his alignment with the UFC, as far as I'm concerned. Do you know what, as well? I'm glad that it wasn't like a... Um, you know, like a, like a, a one-minute, not quick, or 30-second knockout. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Or, You're glad you overcame adversity? Yeah, and I'm glad it was a three-round mm. three fight, you know what I mean? It went three rounds and I showed, you know, I, yeah, like I was in a bit, of, I was in a couple of bad situations. I got out of them easily, you know what I mean? Um, he put the pressure on, I handled it, and like, I, I picked him apart. So, like, I was, I was glad that I showed that, like, you know, I, was, like, I outclassed him. Mm. That was better than, like, just getting a quick, quick knockout because then, you know, I still, people still would have had questions. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm listen. I'm pushing. I'm knocking on the door now. I think it's my time. I should get the shout. I want you to cast your mind back to uh, the Bama days, if you will, for me. Joy. Yeah. A story that um, a lot of people were very, very upset to hear about back then was the fact that you were taken off the card because um, I believe Bama be- didn't believe that you and Lewis Monarch had, had been selling enough tickets, if I remember correctly, <laughs> for an event. I mean, how yeah. good does this feel now? You must feel like. You have are completely vindicated, and you you must feel like you've you've proved a lot of people wrong by doing this. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's, do you know what? It's, you know all that, all this it's down. It's down to cage boys, really. I mean, they haven't they, they don't they haven't really like bothered. They're not really bothered about me selling tickets, or even though I do sell I do sell a, da- a decent amount of tickets, but they're just bothered about the talent. Cage boys. They know how I mean. to nurture talent, don't they? They really do. Exactly. Like I mean. Yeah, I, they haven't given me any easy fights. You know, I've had, I've had, I've had, de- I've had good fights. Do you yes. know what I mean? And I've had like um, tough fights. I have to, I've had to show that to improve myself and that. But um, yeah, like I say, we we bam, I like, you know, certain things. 
like ticket sales, like me and Lewis weren't going to send enough tickets, even though it was in Newcastle. And I think. And I think what Lewis a fight that would have been, man! Like, it I mean, been a good fight, you know yeah, what I mean? absolutely. It would have been a cracking fight, but uh, yeah, that's what that's what they, that's what that's what they said to me. Oh yeah, we had to cut one of the um the, the lowest ticket sellers or something. I was thinking lowest ticket sellers. My last fight, I sold about hundred tickets or something in Birmingham. I was thinking, what are you on about? But oh, I was just like, oh, you know what? But then, like I say, cage obvious. That's all they care about is the, is the talent. You know what I mean? And uh, just look where I am now. <laughs> so I'm glad that uh, this, it's all happened for a reason, hasn't it? You know what I mean? At the end of the day. So yeah. Is it is it an emotional thing when you when you reach this milestone? I mean, I know you have plans for doing much more, obviously in MMA. You know but was it an emotional thing? Do, do you know what it was? Um, it's mad because I like I was really really confident. Like before it, and like you know, a couple of times a week weeks before. It was a bit of emotional, you know, like, um, especially when I've had to go, you know, I've like, been working and training, it's, it's getting hard and that, and everything. I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, I'm 31 now, you know what I mean? Um, I need this, I need this win. Because if I, if I, you know, if I lost this, it would have put me back a bit. And I'm, you know, I'm not getting any younger. And, uh, you know, I've had to walk after another three fights or four fights before I get another title shot and then to get my no- another chance to get in the UFC. So and I was th- all these things were going in the back of my head and I was thinking, nah, man, I need to win this fight. I have to win this fight. I want to get in the UFC, you know, and um, chase my dream. You know what I mean? I need to win it. So it was like I had a lot of pressure on myself going into it. But then, close to the time, especially on the day, you know, I just, I just thought, nah, nah, he's not, he's not taking this away from me. This is mine. I just, like, I knew I was going to win. So then, when I won, I was, I was, I wasn't like that, like, oh, over, like, I didn't like burst into tears or anything because I just, I just knew it was my time. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm babbling on a bit there, but like, no, no, no. I'm very happy with your rabbles, believe me, Joy. But um, <laughs> it's uh, it's funny you say that about the work thing because I was looking at your WhatsApp uh, status and it just says at work, and that feels <laughs> like you you always are one way or the other at always work right. in the gym or, or or with your employment. Like I mean, you told me on Sunday morning like you were going to be in work on Monday, right? Yeah, I did. I did tell you that, but to be honest, man, I got I got home on the night, and my hands are t- still swollen. Well, how dare elbows. you? Did you not go to work today, Joy? This is disgraceful. No, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I figured I rang him up and asked, "Oh, can I come in tomorrow?" My hands are swollen, man, and killing me. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, don't worry, Joy. You can, you can start tomorrow. Start on Tuesday." Well, I'm sure they're terrified <laughs> of you, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm a not. I'm a nice geezer, man. I'm not. I'm not like that to people anyway. So, like, everyone knows I'm sweet. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Just, uh, just turn it on in the cage. You know what I'm saying? I, I see um, your your partner that's been by your side uh, throughout your whole career, really, as far as yeah. I've been covering. Anyway, what what does that mean for you two guys? Like, I mean, you are so close. It just you can even see it off. You just exude this kind of closeness. I mean, you must feel uh, very very proud that you can achieve this with her by your side. Yeah, man. It's it's like like this this title isn't just like um, it's not just me who's won it. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's her as well. It's my coach, it's my team. That's what I feel like. You know, I know it's just me in the case, like, but it's just a lot of people who put put effort and time into this, time into me. You know what I mean? Like, rest of my girlfriend, she's had to put up with, like, you know, not do, not going out. Just we've had to, like, you know, stop in and uh, she's had to do all my food and that. And it's all about me all the time. You know what I mean? So, like, she, she, like at the end of the day, they'll be um, they'll be reaping the benefits too when I get when I get to uh, when I get in the UFC and I get you know start earning some big dough and that. Was there ever? Hopefully. Oh yeah. Well, was there ever a time where, like, you know, she was 
like talking you out of retirement when all this bad stuff happened with Bama when you know I'm sure like you know we we all have yeah. egos and we like yeah. when when they take a big knock like that which I'm sure it was a, a lot of people thought it was absolute garbage that that happened you know I think the vast majority of people did was there ever a time where she told you you know believe in yourself don't give this up yet like was there ever a time where it, it was like that for you nah I mean yeah yeah she was like she's always been like yeah just you know just keep going man keep going we're gonna get there in the end but we never thought now let's give up and that you know what I mean it's, it's always always um, you know keep on and push on and keep grinding that's what I've done and look where I've got to Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I wanted to ask you as well, Joy. Obviously, uh, Natoyas and, and James Webb had a big fight yeah. that night. And I had James Webb on the show. So in the interest of balance, I, I know that I've seen Fabian tweeting about it. Uh, I've seen a lot of the guys from Renegade tweeting about it and, and being on social media. They're not, they're not happy with how that went. What is the mood in the camp regarding that fight for you guys? Um. It's the, oh, like listen, it's definitely got to have it. They've got to have the rematch, and it's got to be. And I think it's going to be huge. You know? I think the rematch, wherever it takes place, audience. because like I mean, both these guys, right? They're they're very good fighters. We know that, but I've never seen as much traction for an Atoyas fight or a James fight as was taking place when they fought. It was it was pretty crazy fight, you know. Yeah, it was a, it was a crazy. Listen, I was in the background. I was still I was warming up in the in the back. Sorry, uh, mm. but I was still like looking at it on um on Emil's phone. Like we still watching it a bit. Uh, but look, you know, it was a lot of good, good grappling exchanges in it and that. And um, see, the, see the, uh, the the technique that Nate uses to, um, to stuff the takedown. It's very unique. So, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, but listen, you know, like we was talking about this as well. Like James held onto the legs at one point, and you know, like um, what was that fight the other day? Was it Rose Nama Junis? Yeah. Oh, you and uh, Jessica Andrade held onto the armbar. Right. Yeah. 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 It's got dropped in her head. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, no, that, I, that I know legal. the technique. Right, right. Now he's he's just picked up his legs, and what like you meant to stuff the head, and then you like you sort of you sprawl out on the head. That's what he did. I think he, when you, if you look at um like on the first or second round, he did he did that technique then. But I think I think it was the fifth round, wasn't it? And like and I sort of I think he sort of lifted up the the uh, the legs a lot, lot more, and mm. then like uh, James dropped on his head, but he had still had like holding that his legs. So right. You, know, so you sure guys weren't too happy with that because, I mean, like, as we can yeah. see at the judges' car- scorecards, when we look after uh, afterwards, that point basically cost Natalia the fight as far as two of the three judges were concerned, you know? Yeah, and, then, and I think as well, like, you know, at the, the end of the round, um, like, two, three minutes, James just sort of, like, laid in set, like, off guard and nothing, you know, sorry, 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 control and stuff. He didn't, we weren't doing nothing, he weren't, like, moving or nothing. You guys that, felt they needed more activity, maybe lancing yeah, yeah. shots they or could something. Have, they could have stood it up, like even they, they could have stood it up. But like we weren't really moaning about that because, like you know, Natty could, you know, he could have worked more to get to his feet. He could save, but at the end of the day, he was James wasn't doing nothing on top. So I think that he could have stood it up, like. But I'm not a referee. At the end of the day, like you know, Mark Mark Goddard's a, you know one of the, one of the top best referees in the world. So I ain't gonna start saying he should have done this and that. Like, so whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, um, no, and I appreciate you saying. I appreciate you just giving the take because uh, I want, in the interest of balance, like I mean, obviously James is going to be on saying he, you know, he agreed with it, and I knew you guys, so yeah. I, I did want to ask about it. But um, what what I wanted to ask you next, Joy, was what is next for you? Like, I mean, do you feel like there is a one fifty five there within Cage Warriors that you could defend against if this call doesn't come immediately, or do you already have your eyes on UFC opponents at this stage? Yeah, I'm already, I'm already thinking UFC to be honest with you, because like I'm 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 thinking yeah, me and um me and Jack we were like clearly the best 
lightweights in the division. I agree. Clearly, you know what I mean? And then I've just, I've like, I outclassed him for three rounds, you know what I'm saying? Um, total domination, really. Um, so, like, who else is there, really? You know, there's, there's, some, there's a few good lads coming up. But I still think they need a couple of more fights, you know what I'm saying? But whatever, if I don't get the UFC shot, then I'll defend against whoever who they want me to defend against. Like, at the end of the day, I never ducked a fight or anything. Look at my last few fights. They've been, they've been cracking fights. You know, Unbelievable. McColgan, you know what I mean? He was, he's, he's a wicked striker. Then you've got um, O'Keefe. The last, his, his three fights before me, he was subbing people out. In, like, That's what was so impressive about it. Man, your fight against O'Keefe blew my mind because you literally took the one opportunity you had and finish that fight. It is actually mind blowing for me to watch that. I couldn't believe it. You know, it was it was so impressive, man. Well, look, I knew, I knew, this, I knew, I thought, I sort of knew how it was going to go. He's either going to go me at the start, like pinging him quick, um, or he was going to get hold of me, get me down, and I was going to have to weather the storm. And then, you know, and when I got to my feet, I heard, I heard just all I heard was Breeze go, "Not, not making pay," and then I just thought, stuck it on him. But I didn't want to get too close so he could close the distance on me and take me down again. So I stepped step back and then I went in and I caught him in the knee. Like it's it's funny me talking to you now because you're obviously so calm and as you said, everyone knows you're you're, you're a sweet guy. But after yeah, you man. win, man, the emotion like you are you are on fire in that cage. I love it when, <laughs> when they interview you for the post fight interviews. Yeah. It's always so it's like electric, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm always stopped babbling on. Some geezer put, <laughs> <laughs> put on Facebook the other day, freaking. Uh, good looking, good looking in USC, Joy. But they're, they're gonna need subtitles for you. <laughs> <laughs> They'll need <laughs> to be ready for the beeper. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the? Yeah. Can you tell me about the the your ring name? What is it? The the Black County Badger. Black Country Banger. Like, um, banger. Black Country. Yeah, Banger. So, Jesus, I was like the Badger. I was like, what the? Fuck? <laughs> 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 I just read uh, it wrong. They say they call me the Cannon or the Black Country Banger because the Black Country is. Um, I don't know if you know, it's a, it's a part in, in the Midlands, like, right. like Wolverhampton, West Brom, parts of Birmingham, uh, Tipton, like, all around there, like. That's, That's a cool the name. Black Country. Like, it's always a good Black Country banger, like, so, yeah, yeah. I can't That's believe I thought it said Badger. I feel, I'm very embarrassed. Well, look, uh, well, Joy, that's all I have for you, man. And it's been an absolute pleasure to speak for you. I'm so happy for you, the uh, the fact that you've got to prove everybody wrong. We all knew what a talent you were. And my God, you're showing it now, man. I hope that call comes for you. I honestly do. Oh, man, nice one, brother. Thank you very much for having me on. I can't wait to see you fight next, whether it's in Cage Warriors, whether it's in the UFC or wherever yeah, it man. is. I can't wait to see it again. You're electrifying, man. Honest to God. Nice one, brother. Thank you very much. You enjoy the rest of your day and uh, make sure you're not late to work tomorrow or else your boss is going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, man. I will see you. <laughs> All the best, <laughs> man. Bye-bye. Say, bro. Catch you in a bit. And fantastic to speak to Joey Herbert, the Black County Badger himself. <laughs> I'm only messing, Joy. Don't bash me. But uh, the basher. The banger? The banger. The banger, you Jesus Christ. Look, it's a good name. I'm not going to lie. I actually really like it. It's just um, it wasn't part of my vernacular before the the weekend. Or was it until minutes ago? So uh, what can you do? But uh, great to hear from him. So I think he has such a good story, man. After after all the crap that went down with Bama. What a a fantastic... um, not not even resurgence because he's lost like once. There's no point in calling it that, but just just a great way to shut the critics up and, and show people what they're missing. Definitely. Um, listen, I did not see the UFC card. I've seen bits and pieces. I saw Big Franz knockout. 
Um, what did you think of it? We only there was only two Europeans on the card, right? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the most electric card in the world. Let's be honest about a lot of decisions in there. But um, I think if we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Europeans, it was a it was a mixed night. And I think if we look at Paul Craig's fight um, against Alberto Meinfeld, um, you just have to go. What like what are you doing, Paul? Um, I saw the first. It was a first round KO, right? Yeah, um, exceptionally sloppy in my opinion. Thrown a lot of spin and shit. Um, sort of. Look for the takedown, grind it on Meinfeld up against the cage for the early part of the first round. And then through that spinning kick, sort of the first one sort of half landed, didn't really do too much damage. Then tried it again, but it was like a half-ass effort. Got his ass knocked out effectively <laughs> two seconds after that. I don't know what you're doing if you're potentially fighting for a UFC career here. Um, do you think so? Yeah, you know, possibly you think, well, Paul, you know, it's been hit and miss, really. He's got no real momentum mm. going in his UFC tenure. And, and are they really looking for guys like that in the light heavyweight division? I think they need guys in the light heavyweight yeah, division. Yeah, I think they need guys, but, you know, you always feel that with Paul, maybe, that, you know, is he really is, is he really on that level? Sometimes, you know, some of the things he does in there, I, I don't We're, know. I'm looking at his record here just now in the UFC. He is... Three and four. Like I mean, it's 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 not a winning record. I'm not uh, I'm not trying to paint it up that way. But is that really enough to to see someone unceremoniously? Yeah, no, like, I don't like to, you know telling the UFC to cut guys or anything like that. But I see your point. I mean, you're, the way you were talking about consistency, you yeah. like I mean, it's it, it's win that's, loss win loss. That's what it is, and you need you need consistency. And when you're not showing uh, consistency um, to a level um, that the UFC are going to look for. You know, are they going to keep you around? I don't, I'm not too sure. I think it's a lot more cutthroat maybe to certain divisions and certain fighters than it used to be in the UFC. Yeah, absolutely. And you only have to ask Norman Park about that. Yeah, that's like, true. You know, like he, he, was yeah. even, he was even thrown out like when it was... Yeah, it they was were ridiculous. pretty sound, the lads. Yeah, like. it was ridiculous for the three Norman out. Ridiculous. <laughs> what is it next for Big Fran? That's what I want to ask you. Yeah. Is he, does he get the winner of again, the title fight? Again, again I think Junior DeSantis was sloppy. If you look at that fight... It, he turns away from him, right, before the the, the blow lands. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah. He, He's nearly he, turning away. Yeah, he did. Uh, but even before that, there was a lot of sort of feints and, and messing around. There was no real... He wasn't committing to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and he landed a few nice leg kicks earlier on as well. But ultimately, you saw he sort of turned away. It was a weird, yeah. weird, but weird... But the sound of his yeah, fists yeah. hitting this guy the hammer is fist just... Then oh, is my just, God. It's pretty sickening. Um, he's he's a sick individual. Is I liked the, I liked him getting in Dana's face and shouting at him afterwards. Yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. Well, like Dana's been very disrespectful to him, and he's not the only fighter, as we well know that Dana's a lovely man. He's a lovely man, but um, <laughs> you know that's another thing. Maybe I'll, I'll probably just have a little bit of a rant here, but you know Dana White signing this new contract. You know the lack of real hype around the international fight week, even though it's a really really good card. Is Dana like the man anymore? I just seem this these incidents happening every other week with Dana more so probably than ever, where we're just going. We're we're questioning decisions. The fans are questioning decisions, and oh, nothing's really getting nothing's really getting done about it. Is I'd love to see a change in the UFC now, and I like you know I know it'd be a big risk the day it does finally happen, but it's not obviously happened for another what eight years or whatever mm. the contract he signed is. But Dana is um, maybe well look every more d- disinterested than ever. Well, I every, feel every week I feel that there's something popping up that's making fans go. Oh, what's it? What's it? What's his problem? Like they need to get rid of him. Like lockdown was yeah. uh, like recent. Uh, the pay per view thing was yeah, recent. Definitely. Um, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I don't agree with a lot of stuff he does. Tony um, Ferguson. Yeah. Um, you know, he's 
publicly disrespected him when he was interim champion. He's, you know, gone off on Nganu. He's gone off on Colby Covington, basically said, you know, he, he got offered a lot of fights. Colby said it's the complete opposite. Colby said he's back on good terms with Dana. Now I spoke with him there during the week. And, you know, he, he thinks maybe... Should get Trump he, to have a word, man. Yeah, he, he should. But But... He thinks maybe the power is out of Dana's hands. Maybe it's more in W-E-M-E-I-M-G's it's probably, hands. And, and, and it's probably a good point. It probably is. But do you think W-E-M-E-I-M-G are saying don't sign Brendan? Yeah, well, that's true. That, that, that's yeah, not that's happening. Not, yeah, you know, that. doesn't make any sense. But, um, yeah, so I suppose we'll move on to Night of Champions now, will we? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let me just take that card up there. You threw me off there. He's signaling sorry, at me. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's shouting into the microphone. I'm shouting today. Oh, yeah, sorry. Shouting. Well, it's usually the opposite way. No, no, so. yeah, that's good. Like, I mean, good. I'm no, improving no, day no, by day. Not that bad. We're just in new settings um, just for this week. So, you know, it's fine, Peter. Don't worry. It's grand, my buddy. Thanks very much, It's good to have you back. Are you in good form? You seem. You look like you're drained, Peter. I am very drained. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't believe it. But um, Nicholas Dalby and Ross Houston, right? When I was kind of in the medical room there, there was kind of whispers. I didn't hear an official. But Did you like, get a medical? <laughs> no, thank God. They, they, they would have given you one. Put me in the ambulance right away. But um, the thing is, right, like after sustaining them cuts and stuff like that, um, there's likely going to be a, a medical suspension here, right? Yeah, you'd imagine so. Yeah, you really would. Like that elbow. Not that, that they can. Not that that absolutely uh, means that they can compete no. in Copenhagen, but it is an extra obstacle, right? Because they're going to have to get cleared. And like as we saw that caught on Nick's head, yeah, it was bad. we saw a broken nose on Ross. Like I mean, it, I'd say I'd say Darby's nose is broken as well. His, his they did. They were questioning up. that whether it was or not. But um, in a perfect world, I think everybody wants to see these guys fight in Copenhagen again. Like I mean, they, they, after a war like that. Um, they they want to see something happen, you know what I mean? They definitely want to see, want to see Dalby in there. I mean, this is what I was kind of saying about the whole event. Um, it was full of good stories, like the joy one we just talked about. Mads is a very similar story to Nick. Um, you know, James Webb being the the apprentice of Chris Fields, yeah, the man who yeah, used yeah, to hold yeah, that yeah. title. Uh, Sam Creasy, it was set up for him, but really, you know, Nicholas's story was uh, was so compelling that it actually saturated the whole thing. And when you think about that, on a night of six title fights, he's the story. Like, I, f- I can really feel the momentum behind him now for this Copenhagen yeah, card. Not, maybe not so much with Ross, because he doesn't have the, like, it's not his native country and stuff like that, but you feel like, you feel like, in a perfect world, if we were, were to get that fairy tale ending, it would be, it would be Copenhagen for Dalby, right? Oh yeah, 100%. And uh, that will be the worry for me, though, you know, the t- turnarounds, and in terms of, you know, he did look pretty banged up. He looked pretty beaten. Do we really want to see a guy, do we, you know, get in there that's taken you know, a lot of head trauma? Let's be honest about it. That elbow was bloody nasty. Was. Would it be better maybe for the longevity of his career and his mental health for a guy who's suffered from mental health problems as well? Maybe he needs to be a bit, a bit more careful and maybe maybe pass this one up. But obviously, if the opportunity comes, you're not going to see Nicholas Dalby turn that one down. Mm-hmm. It would mean the world to him. And I think it would be a great, great story. Um, but only if his mental health is is, is right, and, and you know he's not too badly injured from that. Because I would expect you know some suspensions. Um, well, it would be a nice consolation if he just got the contract and he did. Like I mean, he wasn't waiting on Copenhagen. Yeah. Not that he needed to fight there, but even to be a guest fighter there, so he can put himself. He can exactly. set out with stall. Exactly. You know, exactly be involved in it in some way. Well, I think that it would help the USC if he was. You know, yeah, but like you know, you know the way these guys work. Um, they don't really give a shit, PT. To be honest, let's be honest about it in terms. Like Europe seems to me as if it's it's an afterthought. It, it, it's, it's it is an afterthought, and they're just ma- basically making up these, um, you know, doing their obligations to their ESPN contract in terms of putting on fight nights, and we seem to get 
Um, some, some pretty shallow cards, and I think, listen, it, I don't think it'd be a bloody rocket science to work this one out. If Nicholas Dalby was on the card, you know, you're getting a lot more um, love. You're getting a lot more um, eyes on the card in Copenhagen. Um, but, listen, it wouldn't be surprising if the UFC didn't sign him, but I hope they do. Yeah, I think... I and think- he deserves it. Yeah, yeah, I, I really hope to see that happen, man. He's a fantastic person, yeah. and both him and Ross gave me so much time, man, ahead of this fight yeah, yeah, and yeah. after it. And that interview I did that's featured in the last part of that ESPN article is one of the most intense situations. There's actually a video of it up online now. Of is there me. a video? Did you put it up today? Oh, I didn't put it up. It was a documentary okay, crew that was okay, following cool. Nick. They put it up, and uh, very intense. I actually thought he was uh, having a joke with me, and then next of all, the emotion just comes. Yeah, and. Just like, well, man, like, I mean, I knew how much this means to him, obviously. But when you see it, him processing the fact that maybe I'm not going to make this yeah, it, was, it, it was like, insert a note, it's different, but it was like what Paul Rebbins after that fight. That's when it sort of, it, it dawned on me. I was like, well, shit, man. Sometimes we don't actually stand back and go. Well, it's the week the to journey. week thing, isn't it? Like, we, we, we don't even get to process the stories because there's a fight card next week. And we just go, that's oh, it. here it is, well, that, here that, it is. We have to move on to that's this. That's it. And so, so sometimes then. I think when you're there and you see it in your face and you see the switch, yeah. as you said, the trigger, you know, from a smile to so emotional tears. It just shows you what's going on in these guys' heads in the build-up, especially, man, the, the fight week is so, I was just so draining for any fighter. Just very grateful to, to share, that he yeah. had wanted to share that moment with me and, and I really can't thank him enough. I think he's a special guy. I yeah, really do. I think he's an incredibly special person and um, I met his whole family over there yeah. on fight week and, you know. I remember when he fought Darren Till in Dublin and the two of them were, were dressed in suits. They were having like great fun with the fans as well. Yeah. And, and just really good, humble guys. And Even after the Mulpeter fight, Nick came over and he was having a few beers with Phil for the yeah, whole night, having yeah. big chats, talking about different things. He's a lovely, lovely, lovely fella. It's impossible really not to like the guy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it really I is. But, um, you know, uh, we spoke a lot about Joy already, but um, Jack Grant, um, he looked brilliant in the first round of that fight. Obviously, then Joy starts coming on and he was brilliant in the second and third round. He was absolutely brilliant, but... I think it's far from the last that we've seen a Jack Grant man. Yeah, no, yeah, listen, I just think again... As Why I not do the Grant v. Soren back fight now? Well, do maybe it. that's what they do with Joy if, if, if the UFC don't come calling immediately. Yeah, well, yeah, that is true. Mm. Listen, I, I think, you know, for Joy, I wouldn't mind seeing him have another couple more fights mm. um, in cage, whereas I don't think there's any massive rush for him to, to get to the UFC. I think he's... Very, very good. I think everything we've seen from maybe he's maybe he isn't ready yet. Maybe one or two more fights as champion would would maybe polish him off a little bit more. Having that belt, oh, and it's undoubtable it. that that would absolutely. Um, but I, I think I think he gets in there and he competes. Straight yeah, away. no, 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 no. I'm not saying that, but maybe for his career, maybe it would be better if he had another fight or two so to, as in to build round the brand. Off. Yeah, like why, he, why he even he even said to me in that interview, I said like, what's the difference? What's the difference? He goes, it's cage warriors. They just know how to nurture. 100%. They know how to they know how to build me properly. You know, hundred percent. And I think if you look at the fight against Reese McKee, that was a phenomenal performance from Reese when mm. he beat him. But he's just got better. He's added mm. so much weapons to his game. And as I said again, I'll go back to it, man. The defense was fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. That was the most impressive thing yes. in the fight for me. I don't know. His jab, man, was unbelievable. Well, weather, you know, weathering that storm. We knew he had a good under jab, that though, pressure. Yeah, we, we've seen all that from him before. So cerebral in the stand-up. Really good with picking his shots. Composure. It's everything you want in a top-level fighter. And I think we're very much on the way to seeing that from Jair. I'm excited to see this guy go. And he will be in the UFC. I think it's just a matter of time, definitely. There was some talk that Maz Brunel had possibly injured his knee after his fight with Dean Truman. He looked all right to me. Yeah, he looked. He, I saw him kind of outside afterwards and stuff. He looked okay. But that would be, I mean, 
look, he's in a very similar situation to Dalby. His story yeah. was not as publicized. He's not had the same gap since the UFC exactly. that Dalby has had. He, you know, but he, he has looked tremendous under the cage where his banner, like Dean Truman, I've got so much respect for that guy. He's a stalwart under the cage yeah, where his banner. Yeah. And um, look, D- Dean was on his back in the first round of that fight and I was going, oh. Should we even listen to what Mad said about him at yeah. the end, man? It, that was so nice, That it? was a really, really good thing to say and, and I think it is, you know, it, it is true when, when, when sometimes you just look at the situation and what it means to both guys and to see one guy, basically, he was really pissed off at himself. You could see he was like, fuck, he was nearly in tears. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very, very tough. Um, but yeah, like, is Mads ready for another shot in the UFC? I think he's magic. Yeah. I, I do, I really do. But I just think the fact that there hasn't been that distance like Dalby has had, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I think that will make make the UFC reluctant. But honestly, like, I think Dalby and Burnell are, are the right guys to get mm. on that Copenhagen card, yeah, like, to compel them, natu- uh, the local interest and stuff like that. So I hope it happens for him. I just think his case probably isn't as good as Dalby's, yeah, just based on distance and stuff like that. But he's certainly capable. He's certainly a talent. And uh, I'm sure the fight he got um, cut after was that yeah. Ernie Allen one, where yeah. he was really dominant over Arnold. Was Arnold's that the fight? Savage. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe it was, anyway. I could be. You know, you, no, you're probably right, yeah. That it's, was a Liverpool it's, fight. It's been a while, yeah. That was only last year, right? Yeah. Is it last year, Liverpool? Yeah, that's it. Like t- in May two thousand and wow. two thousand and eighteen, and he's won three fights in Cage Warriors since then. Oh, fucking hell! Like that loss to uh, Arnold Allen, you'll you remember it was midway through the third round, yeah. and and Mads had been dominating yeah. that fight. Yeah. So his only other loss was Michael Prezeris, who probably didn't make weight. Let's be honest. <laughs> but, um, James Webb and Natoya's Frederick was a, a fight that was. So electric. Simon Headset in the media room, he was downstairs interviewing on someone. He said it sounded like a rap rap concert because we're all like, oh, 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 what <laughs> <laughs> was on? Um, insane. You know, I want to ask you this, and we had a little chat about this um, outside a few minutes ago. And Joy mentioned this in the interview as well, and to be fair. You're, you're talking about the... Um, the pedigree. Yeah. Well, no, the the, the, the pile driver the spike. in the foot. The last one. Yeah. Yeah. I question to you, right? We had a chat about this. Mm. Um, obviously, Jessica Andrade's fight against Rose Namahunas when Rose... Um, had a hold of her arm. Yeah, the Kamara trap. Yeah. yeah, what's the difference between that and what um, James Webb was doing with his arms around, he, sort of like he'd underhooks so in, Je- in his Webb knees? So Webb is going for the um, for the double leg and then Natoya's picks him up from around the waist. He overgrips the waist and uh, he pulls him up and he drops him down. And I think the rule is that if you control a person's body going into the ground head first, yeah. you're spiking them. Okay. So I think that's where the rule is different um, in terms of Natoyas is launching him into the ground yeah. rather than Rose is holding on to something that is... That is uh, Potentially going into an armbar. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she's attacking a submission rather than... Okay. Than uh, Natoyas seems to be just lifting and, and spiking. Okay. Though I don't know. Like, I mean, that is not the clear... That is not a clear distinction by any form, but... Because uh, that's the first thing, after having that conversation with you and, you know, we... You were right. That is the rule. Well, no, it's good good for a devil's advocate because I didn't actually hear that argument until Joy had said to me in the interview, yeah. and I was like, "Well, well, I'm I'm not going to start yeah. bullshitting here because I don't know." Because we had that conversation, and it came up, and I was I was watching the card, and I went, "Well, is that not you know the similar same thing? similar thing? Obviously, just a different limb." Yeah. So I I I, I don't know. I'm listen. Well, it, I, I don't think you could say that Natoyas was attacking a submission. Yeah. Well, that's true. You know, that's true. I don't. That's true. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe that isn't a good enough distinction. Yeah. Maybe, but like after he said that to me, I can understand why I've seen Fabian. I've seen lots of the team renegade guys online talking about, oh, Natoyas was robbed. Um, and the uh, same in the same respect that the you know the team KF and the Irish fans and the English like uh, some some fans in Ireland are, are talking about. You know, James definitely yeah, won that fight. Yeah. I definitely saw a lot of that afterwards. 
Um, I was scoring. Well, you, know, you know, when you're working at the event, yeah. you're looking at a screen, you're I running back and forth. You know, I wasn't. I, I probably had, um, you know, Matthias winning the fight by a round, and I think maybe obviously the point deductions are a level. So you, out, you so. had the draw yeah, as well. I, I had the draw. I had no problems with the draw at all. I, I had James up going into the last round 3 1, and then the other, when I said it to the other media members yeah. in the room, like a lot of them were like, I have a 2 2. I thought he was lucky not to be disqualified for his mouth alone towards Mark Goddard. Matthias? Yeah, he was, he was pretty bad, man. And I think Goddard, let's be. Uh, you know, let's 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 call a spade a spade. I think he actually handled it very well. The situation yeah. told his corner, um, you know, control your fighter. He kept answering back, Mark. He wouldn't stand where he wanted him to stand. Mark was visibly and noticeably on the broadcast shouting at him, and I think Goddard handled it well. But I actually do believe Goddard could have disqualified him just oh, for, yeah. for talking back to him and not obeying the official because it was yeah, it was pretty bad, man. A lot of people, a lot of people. I don't know if you saw the first that looked like a pedigree, the kind yeah, of situation yeah. there. A lot of people thought that he should have been. Uh, some people were saying in the media room, like maybe he should have been pointed there or warned there. So then the thing later on, but um, I, I certainly look when you look and you hear what James has to say about his injury now, yeah, yeah, based yeah. off this. Well, he looked. You could you could tell after the fight visibly straight away he was sort of rolling his shoulder and his neck mm. and sort of bending over a little bit. So hopefully he's not you know too badly injured. My uh, mistake you'll hear in the interview later on. Another epic from Pizzi, really calamitous calamitous Carol this weekend. I was speaking to Team KF as they made their way towards the media room afterwards. And Chris James was like, fuck off. Not <laughs> yeah, well, obviously. But James goes, oh, I, I don't even want to put this on my shoulder. He says about the belt. I thought he was saying, like, because oh, yeah, he drew, he, he didn't feel that he didn't feel, that was actually a shoulder injury. Yeah, right. So I say to him in the interview, oh, I heard you say this. He goes, yeah, my shoulder. Right. I couldn't you, feel it. You thought, <laughs> PT Toddy the jam. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god. But uh brilliant, <laughs> nah, brilliant stuff, Peter. But uh look, I think the one thing I do think that uh both Natias um and James, even if they're both upset about this decision, is the one shred of positivity really they need much. to take from it is the fact that everybody was talking about this fight while it was going down. I mean, it had such massive traction online. The the obviously these big techniques, the the the, uh, the pile driver and the pedigree, <laughs> that that they went viral. You know, like, look, there's no way James going to take that as a consolation now with he's suffering with a massive neck and arm injury. But the fact that it's so talked about means that the rematch is going to be big. Eyes are on it, man. Eyes are on it. Eyes are on that whole card um, at the weekend. And I think when you have a main card like that and you've, you've two fights that end in such spectacular <laughs> circumstances, yeah. you know, so pretty fucking wild. Um, yeah. And Did you, you know, as think- I said, I think people are going are gonna to go back even watch, even, even going to watch that. Yeah, absolutely. Did you see uh, Samir Fadin's knockout? Yes, I did. It's Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, I think Creasy was a little bit... He left himself open, open. for it, all right. He yeah. ran in, kind he of... He tends to do that. He yeah. hands down. and uh, He was winning the fight as well. Yeah. Um, very disappointing for, from his point of view. It's um, two title fights, 0-2 oh now. Yeah. There was a big upset against Nathan Grayson, and now there's a big upset against Samir. Was it a good stoppage? I'm still a little bit out in it, oh, man. I th- I, yeah. Look, I, I didn't... It's not like I've trawled over this a lot of times, yeah. but at the time I did feel like it was a good stoppage. Was there a complaint afterwards? Uh, no, I, th- I think he actually sort of... Uh, from what the commentators were saying anyway, Josh and Brad, they were saying, you know, it, it was a good stoppage. Maybe the, the crease, he acknowledged that, that he went out. Because it's sort of like his equilibrium went and then I he sort he, of fell. When he then fell to his side, I thought he was eyes, out. His eyes yeah. maybe went... Maybe, you know, I, I, I wouldn't mind looking at it again, but... I, I thought there would have been a little bit more maybe debate about about the stoppage, but mm-hmm. listen, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. If the fighter's okay with it, I'm okay with it. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, Adessa's Bacalcus, uh, his corner man, David Batten, actually 
walked away from the time but the, the, 15 years ago sorry yes 15 years ago the 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 first night they unveiled the titles at strike force four modestas bacocas's coach david batten he walked away from the that event with a title and now you know the, the, story. The, yeah and now here comes modestas winning the title the first lithuanian to win a, a cage warriors title uh, 14, 15 years later, absolutely unbelievable, against Martin Hamlet, a guy who I thought would have been definitely on the UFC's radar for that Copenhagen card, because as I understand it, he is a huge following in Scandinavia, he's a well-known wrestler over there, yeah. of course wrestling's huge over there, I think he has 15 world honours, and look... Um, Not as much as you. Yeah, well of course, <laughs> but but after uh, after a few takedowns, you could tell that like Maud isn't going anywhere, and he can pack a punch on the feet, and look, that's the way it ended in the end, it's... Um, it's Martin on his knees, and Modesto's just laying into him mm. until the referee stops it. Unbelievable performance from Modestus. Um I know Chris Fields had his eye on the winner of that fight, unfortunately, with what happened with James. Uh, James explains, like, I mean, I think that was uh, lower on the priority list for Chris Fields, but um, even the uh, the uh, decision there, the the... The judging scorecards on that one, I thought it was very cool to see Chris approach all the judges afterwards. Uh, Dave Leatherby, uh, Ben Cartledge, Mark Collette, and uh, Daryl Ransom, I believe. He sat down and he just said, look, explain it Explain it to me. There was no um, losing the rag. Yeah. There was nothing like that. It was just this explanation process. I walked over and I, they all seemed very happy chatting away. There was nothing mad. Uh, I think as a coach, he's... That's that's the difference. Yeah. Like you know, he he goes out of his way to understand where the judges are he coming does, from. He puts a lot of effort into it, and I think even in terms of the other uh, other regulatory issues that he's sort of really educating himself, and he wants to learn about it. Um, it's not that Chris Fields you'd, you'd see in between rounds screaming yeah, in yeah. the corners at his fighter. It's a very calculated Chris, and I think we we might even seen that on Twitter this week with John Cavanaugh in terms of the lack of fight cards. Um, that are uh, you that's know, really flaring up right now in the country. It's it's gone mad on Twitter for the last couple of weeks, yeah. man, and it really did sort of well. Unless uh, take a different level, but yeah, unless any we're Irish right. media publications want to actually invest in this, we're not going to get yeah, to the bottom right. of it. And um, yeah, right. you know, th- this is something I've pitched to every media outlet in the country, um, and they don't if they don't want to. Uh, you know, get someone reporting on this, a huge story that has the whole community kind of, exactly. it's, it's actually drawing a schism through the community where there's people one side on the IMF situation and then you have the other gov- governing body. I don't necessarily believe that's the right way to do this, but I I don't know what way to do it, you know? Mm. It, it, it's very difficult. Um, look, all I'll say is the um, the scene that created Conor McGregor, Paddy Hoolan, um, Neil Seary, Paul Redman, it's dead. There's is, Norman is, Park. Like the, these fighters yeah, were created in a thriving Irish scene, and that scene is is no longer. And that hurts nobody more than it hurts me, believe me. Uh, but that is just the situation we find yeah, ourselves in, unfortunately. It is, and it's um, it's sad if you look at some of. It's just you know something needs to be done, and I think maybe maybe they could be doing more. Maybe you know, are we aware of everything that's going on? I think there needs oh, to be a bit a lot more transparency. Absolutely not aware of and, everything that's going um, on. It's very very hard to get information um, as we've talked. Well, about look, in the well, past. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the thing that annoys me about it, Noel, is when I was trying to tell this story, yeah, nobody know. wants to talk to exactly. me, and now they're on to me every week. Can you do this? I've lost two yeah. contracts. Yeah. I've lost two contracts in Ireland over this yeah. because you guys wouldn't talk to me. 
uh, Barry Ogilvy. Well, that was the same thing happened to yeah. me. I got a couple of messages off people. Yeah. Uh, you know, talk about it now. Well, I when I asked you a couple of months ago, there was there was very little. Barry Ogilvy and Andy Ryan were yeah, the only, only people ones, yeah. that would ever talk about it. Barry is now torn his like he, he's hung up his gloves, so to speak. Uh, Andy is largely due to what's going on in terms of that. But I, I'd love to be able to cover Andy and, and talk about what yeah. he's doing there. But it's unfortunately, um, Emma won't play ball with the media yeah. at the start. So why why? Why can we? Why should we? It's very difficult to convince media that it's all done. We've done a one eighty now. Mm. It's full disclosure now. Like it's just, it's tough. Back to the cards. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Alex Lahore <laughs> and Aaron. I always Kelly. get a rant in every week. Lads. Yeah, and there'll be more. Don't worry. Yeah. But um, there was a lot of Darce trading going on in that fight. But Alex comes away. It's a different performance yeah, from Alex. I must say, um, from usual. But um, scary man, all the same. Yeah, I'd love them to do that Reese fight now. To be honest. Yeah. Listen, Reese is Reese is open to it. Um, Reese texted me during the car the other night. Um, oh, pretty much open to anything. I think he wants to take a little bit more time off, get back in there. I think he feels as though he's up towards. Um, I think maybe even the Joy Herbert fight has risen Reese's stock a little bit in terms of what he's going to be allowed to do in that welterweight division. And, and rightly so. Listen, Reese is a big boy. Touch it down. Yeah, exactly. What he, what, what Joy has done on the back of it, yeah. even nearly fortifies well, that there result. There you go. From. It does. So it's, it's you know why not do that fight? Yeah, why not? Adam Armasinger uh, gets a split decision not over Darren O'Gorman in their flyweight contest. Um, very interesting fight that. Um, tough one for Darren there to come out on the wrong side of the split, but what can you do? This is the game we're in. Hagrin Foss has an unsuccessful debut at middleweight against Jason Radcliffe, mm. a man who has faced James Webb, of course, in the past. And, of course, another opponent of James, uh, a previous opponent of James Webb, Thomas Robertson, gets a rear-naked choke win over Michael Eunice. Um, Morgan Charrier, the man who... Uh, gave Soren back a really, really competitive back, back. really competitive fight even for the interim featherweight title. <clears throat> um, split decision win over Lewis Monarch. And starting the night off, James Hedden gets a decision over Kingsley Crossford. That was all the results. But what I want to talk to you before now, before we, we get off this is um, the vinyl issue with the, with the canvas, right? So this is the thing that I was talking to a lot of people involved with this at the end. They have a soft canvas. Yeah, it's a vinyl thing. But the reason why is because that they, back um, when they were getting broadcasters on board, they didn't like the canvas because the blood stays on the canvas. As in, you cannot clean it between rounds. Like the UFC canvas, yeah. Where you can clean a vinyl canvas in between fights so it looks spanking new then every time. Exactly. They had it for a few events. They had it... Um, for the Cage Warriors Unplugged, they had um, a UFC canvas, so yeah, it's yeah. A, f- a finer canvas. Yeah, interesting one. It, but like, look, but you listen, see the situation they're in. Everyone's moaning online. Why isn't this on BT Sports, etc.? You can you can guarantee guarantee that Kaz and his team are, are trying to get it on BT yeah. Sports, and maybe this vinyl situation is is because of that as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, I don't you, know for it, sure, but I'm just saying from what I heard. Yeah, um, listen. It, it, <clears throat> Goddard made the right decision. You, oh, could, yeah. you could see both lads slipping off each other. It wasn't getting any better. There was more blood. Full transparency coming. there. Like, it was like, great. I, I well, spoke well, to, da- I spoke well, well to, done. I spoke Mark to Dalby on Sunday morning. It's like, look, yeah. I can't blame Mark for that. You look, you look, you look. Did you see when he called it? Just let me. When he called that fight, Ross had gained an advantageous position off a slip. And he slipped. Yeah. So I think when, when Mark was looking at that, he was like, this is going to end yeah. due to this canvas. That's exactly like, what I was about to say yeah, to you yeah. there. You know, he slipped off and you could clearly see it. Yeah. It was just, it, it was going on. There was more blood coming. The, the cuts, you know, if you look at, I think Ross had three separate cuts above his head, one just above his nose there as well, yeah. all going into his eyes. The cut on Dalby's fecking... The side of his oh, head. Actually, uh, Mark was talking to me about that. He said, bleeding. because that's so close to your so actual bone, it just, yeah, it just yeah, goes mental, yeah. you know? So, 
Listen, in around the area of the Roy Keane protruding vein. Yeah, that's wh- where it was. Yeah, I, I've won him. I have a horrible one on my neck there. I've won my balls. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm fucking out of that. Out. It's disgusting. <laughs> fucking hell! You won't be sleeping now tonight thinking about that. But listen, um, yeah, listen. Well done, Mark Goddard. I'd like to say great decision. I thought it was uh, the right decision, and you know, I thought he had a good night. You know, I don't safety first, Pitsy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, should also note that Ian Gary, uh, this is the first time I've been around him yeah, on fight week. Uh, poor fella. His fight pulls out, but my God, he uh, has a way with the media. He approached the media by himself, did several interviews by himself. He's, uh, look, he, he, the guy The guy has got something. He's got He's got a serious energy to him out there. Like, I mean, he had the media eating out of the palm of his hand. He wasn't even fighting. He just shows that's, up that's in the media room. That's yeah. what you want. You want that. He's got this great, he got this um, really, really kind of, infectious energy to him yeah. and it, they actually all, I met a lot of the guys because uh, Taka showed up on um, Saturday night to watch James Adam Shelley was there with James really a great bunch of lads and you feel like Team KF is going to kind of have the presence that SBG had back in the day in Cage Warriors yeah. like there's going to be a lot of them there you know we see it with a lot of teams yeah, uh, in, um, in with Cage Warriors and I can just imagine I was kind of looking at them all sitting there Taka Adam Ian Chris James and I was like this you can see in next year maybe all think, these guys. I think it's good that young lads are starting to recognise the media like that. You know, obviously a lot of them still have a long way to go and how they approach us. That's a good what point. They, I didn't what, even think what, of that, what yeah. they do. You need guys like that. You need to learn what the media is there for, what we're about. Have a working relationship because you know a lot of fighters do, and we don't often probably publicly say this. Treat us like shit, and oh, yeah. and and you know. <laughs> We wouldn't go on air and say who or what, but listen, it happens many, many a times, and it's very frustrating. But when you you build a relationship with certain guys, uh, they respect you for what you do, and you respect obviously them for what they do, and, and that's the way it, it should work. As We're here for a purpose, exactly, most important, and that's the most important. Always thing. ask them, and if they, they don't answer their phone, you're you're to blame still as well. <laughs> we'll leave it. Moving that. swiftly on, um, we're gonna have a word with James now. Um, it's, he's so upset, man. You can you just feel it off him. Like he's just he he's watched this fight. You know, I'd say a lot yeah, since it happened. Um, you know, I, I can see where he's coming from completely. Like, I mean, he was he he scored twelve takedowns in that. Is fight. he Irish? I want to just want to know. He's from Swords. All right, and, okay. uh, it's um, it's <laughs> he just, basically is. It's just uh, you know, you you can see where both. I guess you can see arguments on both sides. As I said, I I, yeah. I think the fact that I've scored it for James and you scored it. For Natoyas says how close yeah. it is. Yeah, like, that's no, no, pretty 100%. Much. But I think as well, man, when it, something like that, there must be an awful come down for a fighter oh. after after the fight. It's just a dump of emotions. Yeah, and absolutely. I think I think that's really it. If you talk to him probably in a week, he'd be as good as new and he's back in training or back doing a little bit. He'd be, uh, he'd just, he'd be rejuvenated. It must but be it, very, it's why very tough. These guys are going to be so good as 100%. well. Like beating 100%. themselves over like a pretty like a pretty great yeah, fight. Like, yeah, you know, everybody's yeah. really excited about that fight. He doesn't lose his belt, his belt. Yeah. And he's still walking away. Well, like, we look at Joy Herbert in the other extreme. It's, it, it, it goes both ways. He won the fight and he's still fucking not happy. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, he's happy. He's yeah, happy. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just a fighter mentality. That's what makes him, uh, you know, so special for me. And, and I better think people than us. Well, yeah. But then, <laughs> me than you, but all right. Maybe me. But, um, look, we'll talk to James. It was quite a long conversation with James because there was a lot to get through and just picking his brain on the different situations that went on in that crazy fight. So, um, look, we'll be back in about 20 minutes and uh, we'll wrap this baby up. And, as advertised, we are now joined by the Cage Warriors middleweight champion, Mr. James Webb, who fought to a controversial draw with Natoyas Frederick on Saturday night at Cage Warriors Night of Champions. James, you've yeah. retained your belt, but how do you feel about this? I didn't get to speak to you on Saturday night. 
Um, a little bit disappointed. Like, a little bit disappointed still, you know. Um, I just feel like the judges were a bit off, to be honest with you. And it's not, like, obviously, I think most uh, fighters always say that, don't they? You know, they've, they've got the issues, but it seems to be a lot of people think that, like, not just me. So, um, yeah, disappointed still, mate. Very disappointed. It was an incredibly exciting fight, and um, we'll we'll speak about the judging later on. And um, the, the the fight itself was incredibly exciting. As it's going down, uh, Twitter's exploding. I mean, it looks like he tries to hit a pedigree on you at one stage, and then of course there's the there's the massive um, the pile driver, which you know yeah. sent shudders up my spine. I can only imagine how that made you feel. I mean, has there been any yeah. damage, lasting damage from that impact? Because it looked quite severe to me. Um, at the moment, I don't know. I haven't actually got any damage from the fight at the moment. Um, no damage, just um, my shoulders um, in bits from how I landed. Like my neck went yes. one way, and my I landed come down. Like so, I, I was a bit, a bit concerned about that. But I haven't really gone and get it checked out yet, you know. But so, how does it feel? Like I mean, how do you feel physically around the shoulder and the neck? Well, I can't actually lift my arm up yet. Probably Whoa, above my head. God. So, um, yeah, I can't lift my arm. I can, I can raise it to like like a lat raise almost, but I get a lot of pain in the top of the shoulder where I landed on it. So, um, I'd like, if I didn't know at first, if I like fucking dislocated, um, the shoulder and it went back in, then I was worried. Maybe if I've cracked the collarbone, but the collarbone seems fine. It just seems to be that right on the top of the bone, you know? So, um, I don't really know, mate. I don't really know. After you've had a look at that back, I mean, do you feel like that should have been a disqualification? How do you feel about it? Are you, were you happy to fight on um, or how do you feel? Yeah, about I'm it? happy to fight on mate. Yeah. Like, didn't want to, I don't want to look for a way out, you know. Like mm. I'd have been more annoyed if he got disqualified, you know. Um, I was in there to fight, you know. So now I'm happy that we just. Uh, I'm happy that it carried on, you know. I think at the spot, especially last round, you know, spoiled it a little bit. I mean, I do think people who think if you're going to fight, I do think you should know the rules, you know. Like that doesn't even come into my head to try and pick someone up and put them on their head, you know. But um, well, I don't know what goes through people's heads, you know. So. Um, it's it's interesting, right? Because the way this is, um, there's so many people passionately on both sides, right? So there's all mm. these people on the Toyota side are so passionately saying he was robbed. This is a this is a, so people on your side also very passionate that you won this fight. Yeah. I saw I saw lots of opinions, but it usually points to a very close fight. How did you, how do you see it when you look back at it? Like, I mean, how did you score that fight? I scored that four one to me. Four one. Yeah, I think I won the first, the second, the fourth, and the fifth. Right. I think I might. I lost the third, and I think I deserved to lose the third because I lost the rear naked choke. I had a choke and lost it. And he like he he had a lot. He he stopped like he managed to like have a lot more control on the feet, you know. Mm. Um, but in the first, second, th- fourth, and fifth, I found up. I think I was taking him down a hell of a lot, you know. Yeah, um, that's what I was I noticing. I got Twelve takedowns, you know. Um, twelve and twelve takedowns in the fight. Yeah, so. Right. And, I, you know, how many times did I get to mount? How many times? I was on the back three times, I think. I had tempted a choke. You know, like, I don't know. I don't really know, mate. Like, I, I scored that 4-1. Um, that's how I see it, 4-1. But. I have um, a tremendous amount of respect for your coaches, uh, Chris Fields and Tom King. That will be no surprise to you. Yeah. And uh, one thing I noticed after the fight, which I thought was incredible, really, really incredible, was... Uh, Chris Fields uh, calmly discussing the fight with the with the judges who were there: uh, Daryl Ransom, uh, Mark Collette. 
Dave Letterby yeah. and Ben Cartledge. Um, and I mean, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a great show of professionalism. Everyone's very emotional after something like this happens. I know how much this victory meant to you. But yeah. I mean, I, I was just wondering, is it, too, is it too fresh right now to have that conversation with Chris to go back to the drawing board? Like, I mean, was there anything that you've w- seen after the fact where you were like, well, maybe I could have done this, maybe I could have done that? Nah, like, I, there's little things I know I can correct, like, being like in the like, to be honest with you, man, I've sparred and trained with so many high level jujitsu guys and so many heavy guys, and no one's ever sat up out of my mount. I didn't really expect that, you know. That happened like many times. Like, you know, one thing I should have learned after the first. Well, the thing is, mate, after that happens once, I don't expect it to happen again. Like, I just think, nah, that can't happen again. You like that was a freak a, thing. That's not. That surely yeah, can't be like, a regular you know, occurrence. You can't, you can't keep doing that. Like the the you know, the energy that must take and especially after you, you keep getting up after being taken down. I know how that feels, you know, you're sap. So I just have no idea how you can keep sitting up on something like that. But I mean, going, looking back in hindsight, I probably should just stop mounting, you know, I should just look for like the half guard and just try to like find the way from there. I shouldn't have kept progressing, you know, but obviously progression in my head is always a good thing, you know, coming from like a jiu background, progression scores points. Mm. Clearly to the judges, as soon as it hits the ground, no one cares anymore. They just want it back on the feet. So apart mm. from one, I think Mark Collette was the one who scored it 4-1 like I did, you know? Right, right. So, um, I, I, I don't know if you're going to be annoyed with me sharing this, uh, but one thing that I was, I was aghast about after the fight was you were on your way to the media room and you yeah. turn around to Tom King and you say, I don't want to put this belt on my shoulder. Um, yeah. Have you been able to reconcile that feeling now? I hope you have because... Nah, I mean, nah, Pete, that wasn't to do with um, that, mate. That was because I couldn't physically put it on my shoulder. Oh! <laughs> so this That's, is from the pain of the... of the, yeah, of the mate, I miss, I miss, I misinterpreted nah, that completely. I'm sorry. I couldn't put the belt on my shoulder. I can't lift the arm. So after Jesus. that fight finished, my head, I said to Chris, I said, if they want to talk to me, I said, I can't talk, you're going to have to talk to me. I said, my head... I've done. I've hurt my head. I've hurt my neck. And then Tom was saying about. I said I can't put the belt on. And then if you look at all the interviews I did, the belt's on the left shoulder. I had to put it on the left shoulder. And my right arm's hanging low. I think I had a bottle of water at one point. My arm's down. I can't. I can't lift the arm. Do you know what I mean? I'm struggling. Well, this makes a lot more sense because when you say this, Chris goes, oh, just put it in front of you like he's agreeing with the situation. (laughs) So, yes, that would make a lot more sense the way you've told me. I'm sorry about that, man. But Jesus, like this sounds very serious, James. That's what you're talking about, didn't you? With Edith the belt, you're talking about that. Yeah, yeah. I felt like it. Yeah, I couldn't put it on the shoulder, man. I couldn't lift the belt up, mate. I literally, my girlfriend's carrying me. My fiance, should I say? She's carrying me, um, me suitcase round. I don't know. <laughs> Can't even drag that, mate. I think it's I just an excuse. Know, what is that with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was. I've been trying. I've, I've tried to play that card as well a little bit, you know. But nah, like you know, like that's that's it. That's what I'm dealing with at the moment. Just the arm, you know, the shoulder. So. Can can I ask you? Um, there was some huge reactions to after the fact when the the big pile driver happens at the very start, maybe the first yeah. fifteen seconds in the in the fifth round, and then there's also a back and forth between Natias and Mark Goddard, and a lot yeah. of people were were pretty annoyed about that when when I was when I was looking at it online. I mean, have yeah. you, like based on everything that's happened here, the the pile driver, the the situation, like the second time it happened in the fight, the way uh, yeah. this fight has turned out. I mean, have you have you lowered your your estimation of Natias as a person after after this situation? Well, nah, not really, mate. Because I mean, I don't really care that much about him anyway. So right, I think I'd be 
But you know, if, you know, like you, you have to, you respect your opponents, but I mean, respect only goes on for the sport of it. You know, I don't like. I only really, I like to be a nice person, but I only really care about my friends. You know, and if that was my friend that was acting that way, I'd be disappointed in them. But that's just that's obviously not someone I'd be a friend with. You know, so nah, I don't, I don't really, I don't really care about him to be honest with you. So. Did you? How, were you how, aware of that? How he? Now, how he? Now, no, I saw like the argument. How he conducts himself is is up to him. Completely up to him. You know, like I wouldn't act that way. Like it's a sport. You know, you listen to the ref, and that's it. You know, um, but now, nah, like now, nah, I don't, I don't, now nah, I don't care, mate. Really, honestly, you. You sound really dejected, James. I'm not going to lie to you. This is the this is the most downtrodden I think I've ever ever spoke to you. And I've spoken to you after yeah, losses well, and, and stuff like I this. I know, yeah, yeah. I just uh, it's just hard to take, me. I just think it's a bit. Defl- I just feel a bit deflated. I don't. I mean, I don't. I I put. I mean, I don't know where you're you're obviously saying the stuff you're saying, but I haven't actually heard. I haven't. I, I've had like, a lot of messages to me and like a lot of like coaches who are. You know, like I'm not going to mention anyone's names, and I've had like fighters message me who are in the UFC and coaches from the UFC and people from high journalists or MMA journalists. You know, mm. and they've 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 pretty much all said the same thing: like four one, scored four one, maybe three two. Couldn't see how it was a draw, you know. And that sort of deflates me. And after when I was talking to people, after I was just like, what? What what is the point of me doing this? If like that's how the if, how is the judging scored? And I don't know how I'm meant to win a fight now, like. Is he is he being scored because he's throwing shots after I've taken him down like that was where he was wanting to be you know like I, I don't think he stopped me taking him down once like I don't I I just it's it's deflating I might as well why why am I going to fight for I don't fight for any money anyway Pete you know I don't fight for no money but what the fuck is the point of fighting and risking your health and then like in my opinion judges who aren't competent enough to judge it like if you if they want to just see a, a stand up fight. Go and kick, go and judge kickboxing or boxing. Do you know what I mean? Let like the let MMA guys judge MMA. You know, let guys that are involved in the sport like jujitsu. Or I don't even I don't know who them other two judges were. So they definitely ain't done no jujitsu that I know of. You know, but like, that's how I see it. Do you know what I mean? Like it should be about who's putting whose game plan on who. And I, you know, like apart from the third round when he was, you know, he was he was landing some shots. I don't feel like I was. You know, like I don't. When did I get taken down and was held there and was mounted and this and that and dominant? I don't. It just didn't happen. You know, and it's deflating. I just think, what the fuck am I doing? And why am I doing this? I don't need to do this. Just go and just go and pay fifty quid and do the Irish Open. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's about one hundred and fifty quid now, James. <laughs> yeah, I just go win that. You know, mm. so. It's it's that's it, how it's deflating, mate. You know. Yeah, it is. It's tough to hear you um, so downtrodden. I'm not going to lie to you, but uh, it's it's. Uh, I'll tell you um, one thing. I, I said to you an awful lot after this, and I could tell how dejected yeah. you were. Obviously, was there is going to be a lot of interest in this rematch. This yeah. rematch has to happen. Um, even from listening to you now, you can you can tell how much uh, you'd want a rematch in this situation mm-hmm. if it was available. I know Notorious is going to want it, and I know the yeah. fans are going to want it because. I know you weren't happy, you weren't satisfied with the with the outcome of this fight, but if you could see 
social media as this is happening yeah. it's absolutely erupting like I, I feel like even though you are you are the champion you've retained the belt you're a well-known commodity i feel like this was yeah. the most talked about contest you've ever been what you've ever been in while it was going down if you understand what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, can, yeah can you ever can you take some kind of uh positivity out of that that i mean you will get a chance to um get in get back in there with him or or, or is that not even going to do it for you at this stage um, yeah, like, like again, I, I mean, I would do. It. Of course, I would. Like, um, like I said, like I don't, you know, there was, there's no, I don't really, um, I don't really care about that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't say no to it. I'm up for it. Mm. Like, there's, there's obviously a few things that I, I'd want to discuss as well. Like, you know, like, to be honest with you, like, there's a lot of like concerns I have how someone is still lifting someone up at in the fifth round, you know, like, I, I have concerns over that, you know, like, um, what kind of concerns? Like, well, just, you know, like, I have concerns of what people are taking, you know, at the moment. So, um, you yeah, think like, this could have, could have possibly been using, you, you're suggesting he might be using PEDs, James, like, uh, when, hey, when he possibly, has, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, possibly, yeah, there's a lot of people out there doing it, you know, and I think if you look at the way I put pressure on people, it gets tiring, you know, I was wrestling for 25 minutes, and then I was getting like spiked and sat up out of that amount. That's an impressive feat in itself, wrestling for twenty five minutes. Like we hear, we hear people like uh, Daniel Cormier talk, talking about you can wrestle for two rounds and then you're going to have rounds, to take, and then you two, take a round yes. off. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, and it's harder when you're being wrestled. Do you know what I mean? When you got to try and get back up. Of course, you're trying to lift two people's weight. Yeah, so you know, like I'm not speculating, you know, but that's definitely a road I want to go down in the future you know especially with cage wars I'm just gonna I'm gonna just put it out there you know if, if there's title bouts that have to be fought I think everyone should be tested you know everyone it's not a bad shout at all you know I think everybody would agree that we're trying to clean this up but the one thing I would say is you've seen how yeah. USADA has fallen on its face with the UFC there's so many different situations where yeah. you know it, it seems like, like I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm completely against it it just it seems to be very hard to get it right if you know what I mean yeah no it does yeah it does but um, I, uh, like I mean um, like is, is there any fear about the shoulder here or the neck uh, James like I mean or do you think that's going to be okay do you think that will be okay it's just I, I can't get over the fact you're saying like you can't move it it's quite startling um, well, no, no. I mean, I can move. Don't get me wrong. There's improvement since uh, Saturday. Right. But, I mean, like, there's a lot of pain. The pain is still is sharp. You know, I can't. Like, I can't put my arm above my head. You know, that's Jesus. where I'm at at the moment. Um, I can't really straighten my arm properly. Um, and that's not from like um, you know, I've had loads of fights. I've had loads of grappling competitions. Like, there's not. That's not from um, the fight. That's just from the that, impact. coming down on my head. You know, like my head went one way and my my shoulder went the other. You know, so that's what that is. You know. Um, I I know um, your coach Chris Fields wanted to make a big call out on a Saturday night had everything gone according to plan but I could see that he was so um, invested in the situation that just occurred with you he didn't get a chance to do it um, have you heard yeah. from him at all like is, is that is that he told me I think about three weeks before this fight that he wanted to face the winner of the light heavyweight title uh, fight and of course yeah, we know did, it's yeah. Modestus Pukaukas have you, have you talked to him about that since? No I actually haven't really seen him mate. We, I didn't really speak like after the fight on Saturday, I went back to the hotel room, mate. I, I just went back home, I went mm. back to the room, and then Sunday I left pretty early. Um, I haven't really spoke to him, mate. Um, he flew back to Ireland, so I've like messaged him a little bit, but I haven't really spoke to him as of yet, you know. But I do think that was something he was um, thinking about, you know. 
And just a just a word on your teammate Ian Gary. I felt like Ian got a big opportunity taken away from him for Saturday night to compete in the car, but he actually made it. Yeah, he made it work for him somehow. Like he did so much media. He was in the media room. He loves yeah. the camera, that lad, doesn't he, James? Yeah, that's, yeah. He just, he just that's what he does, mate. He just wants to be around it, doesn't he? He loves it. <laughs> he does love it. Fair play to him. But uh, I can feel. I feel like. Um, I mean, I saw Taka there. I saw Adam Shelley. Uh, I yeah. feel like you guys are going to have a team of five and six guys there, maybe even as close as next year. You know, it's it seems to be an incredible atmosphere. You guys yeah. have, that. yeah, we have a really. It's a good vibe, mate. Like, there's a really good vibe going on. You know, and um, a lot of the guys are solid. You know, really good guys. Um, everyone just, like sticks together as a team, and um, there's none of that. There's none of that bullshit. You know, like no one not training. Everyone just trains together. You know, like it's a team vibe. Like. Uh, Everyone looks out for each other. It's good. It's good, mate. You know, like it's it's solid, and I think the um, the training we get as well is next level. You know, like it is. Like the the improvement I've made in a year is massive. You know, um, so yeah, like I expect there to be a lot of uh, to be a lot of them guys sort of there in the next year or two, and even into the bigger shows. You know, mm. and um. Just, just a final question. Um, when, when would you like to do this? Like, I mean, if that rematch is there, is there another fight you would prefer over that one, or is the rematch the way nah, to go? No, I don't. No, nah, I don't know. Really, I don't think. This, I mean, I don't know what else is there. You know, I don't think there's anything else in like what, mm. like Jason and Thomas, the two guys I've just recently beat, both got wins, didn't they? So yeah. Um, like you know, nah, like I don't know, maybe London end of the year, November. Yeah. That'd be a good one for you, right? You'd bring up a lot of people to that one. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere else, man. When they come to me. <laughs> Was it, like, I mean, like, sorry, I know I said I'd already asked you the last sorry. question, but I've one more. Um, like, the way you're sounding here, like, and I mean, I, I spoke to Graham Boylan before this fight card, and he thought, like, maybe five people could be looking at UFC contracts yeah. if they got wins there. Is that what this is? I mean, like you're a middleweight, we know that's a division that's not the yeah. the heaviest on talent. Like was that what you were looking at there? Is that who you, what you feel you were fighting for on Saturday? Yeah, that was part of that man. Like that was that was a big part of it as well, you know. I feel like I I've ruined the chance there, you know. Like I should I just feel like I I'm disappointed that I didn't finish the fight as well. Like I'm you know, like finishing fights is what I keep trying to do, so I'm disappointed in that and I had opportunities to, you know and I didn't do it, and yeah, I feel like I messed that up, and I just don't know. I feel like the whole, like the, I, I feel quite happy about the whole situation. Like I feel happy about the fight at the Apollo. I feel happy that you know, like it was a good opponent, it was a good fight for people, but I'm just deflated on the outside about the rest of it, you know. So, like that's how it is, you know. Mm. So, and also like when you go back to like you know Brendan the other day. Um, obviously, Brennan Lockdown. Yeah, he gets a takedown. And he's not given a contract, you know. Yes. Like, there's me. I just busted out twelve, man. I've just. <laughs> I, I've gone back like twenty-five paces. Oh my god! Yeah, maybe I mean? it's anti-takedown now. They so don't you know exist. I, mean? I don't know anymore. Yeah, like if I got the takedown, maybe got a nice finish, that'd look great. But twelve takedowns—they've already just—they've just fucking—they've just screwed that picture up and put it in the bin. So I don't know. Fuck it, James. I <laughs> I hate to hear you so so down on yourself, um, but I know yeah. um, your mood will improve. Uh, this is still very fresh. Um, I I really appreciate you getting on and speaking to me, man. I always do. No, no problem, mate. No problem. I'm glad to I get your service. You, 
I'm really glad to get your side of this. Yeah, no, not a problem, mate. I hope that shoulder heals up. Please tell me when it does so I can tell everybody because I, I know people are going to be concerned. Yeah, no, I will, mate. I'll let people. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. All right. Nice one, James. Right? I'll talk to you no soon, worries, champ. mate. All the See best. Bye-bye. Take bye. care, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. Uh, great to speak to James there. Obviously, um, very, very, uh, very low energy. I felt, you know, I can feel his disappointment very clearly in that interview. I'm sure all of you guys will as well. Um, but uh, it's time for Noel to uh, take the stage. Noel, <laughs> BT Sports are charging 1995, which translates to about 23 euro, I believe. Yeah, it's a piss um, Go for it. Yeah, no, just crazy. Um, I think when they haven't done enough, really. They've messed up. Let's be honest. Over the years, they've messed up the original content they were supposed to have for us. The shows didn't kick off, and um, they were kept chopping and changing. The product isn't out there as it should be. It's a lot like the Champions League coverage. The numbers dropped massively when I'm from Sky to BT. Um, they just have a way of messing up things in terms of promoting them, and I think they did that with the rugby as well. There's only rugby fans listening here with the with the Heineken Cup, the Champions Cup. The traction on that went down massively. Um, because of BT Sport and I think you know when you're trying to charge people already a subscription for this service and then you're bumping an extra 22 quid on to a sport that you really probably haven't given your full um, length in terms that didn't sound too good uh, in terms (laughs) of um, actually putting your best um, product out there to the audience to consume you have issues and you're trying to pull the wool over people's eyes and you're not pulling it over my eyes because I'm not bloody buying it. I don't care if it's International Fight Week or not. I think it's a, I think it's pretty poor taste from BT Sports to start implementing this. And, um, you know, I'm not happy and I don't think a lot of people will be happy and I think that's going to translate over in the numbers. I often use my friends as a, uh, a guide as to how interested they are in these fights and I haven't heard it once. You know, I haven't heard any talk of, oh, John Jones. Can I come over and watch the Jones fight? Um, and it is a good fight. Like but I mean, you, you used to get that. Yeah, you did. Um, do you believe, like, if people oh, I just wonder. don't buy this? I saw a thread on MMA Reddit there today, um, where people were like, "Don't buy this. We need to show. We need to talk with our wallets here." Yeah. Yes, not buy it. I also saw something from Sean Sheen. I don't know if you saw this. This is going to be a problem. Uh, just I'm just going to read Sean's tweet. Just cancelled my Air Sports subscription as they did confirm to me, as reported elsewhere, that they no, have lost the rights to BT Sports with UFC, Premier League, etc. Come August 1st wow. and are keeping the same subscription price. That's going to be a massive issue now as well because there's a lot of people that can only go through the Air Sports uh, subscription, right? To, to yeah. get it. Like, what's going to happen there now? Yeah, listen, Do people have to change their network provider to get, yeah, to get it? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, what they have to, that's what they have to do when it's getting maybe little BTs or to Bellator's issues now and, and we don't want that again I don't want to be coming on talking about TV deals every week when we have a lot going on in the sport and yeah that's what's going to happen I didn't realise that either uh, until you just said it to me there that's a, that's that's shocking that's going to like you know you're trying to build a market here and we rue the day that we, we chased 11 sports out of town yeah <laughs> well we didn't well, well, well I think we are now <laughs> after yeah, all yeah. this but listen um, I think people will talk with their pockets and I don't think it's going to be a good outcome for BT Sports and the UFC on this side of the pond. And I think, you know, maybe maybe people are getting sick of, of, of the way fights have been promoted over the last number of years. And listen, I, I've no problem with it. I think the American audience, as we said, are more um, adept to understanding what fight promotion is and what it means. I think maybe here we're not as, maybe, you know, take it at face value of what it is, 
maybe we're getting sick of it here. And maybe that's why the talk isn't there because John Jones has obviously got a lot more vocal in the last couple of years. He's embraced this bad boy image. But people just don't seem to be talking about him. You used to always get, oh, you know, Jones is fighting. You'd have, you'd have you know, the odd sort of casual crossover. Is there only one fight card this week? Because they used to do yeah, a couple. Yeah, used to do three. Yeah. Um, two they did three, three a couple of times, all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, and listen, the fight card is, don't get me wrong, it's a fantastic let's fight have card. A look at, let's have a look at the card here. Uh, the main European interest, we'll go to them first and then we'll make it's our way back. Um, Jan Blackowitz v. Luke Rockhold. I feel like a lot of people are looking past Jan straight away and they're talking about Luke Rockhold's date with destiny against Anthony Smith and potentially John Jones date with destiny it sounded like the, the, the show he was on a few years ago <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, Jan Jan is no mean feat like I mean Look at look at some of the wins he has there. Like I mean, he's gonna go to war with you. We'll never forget that rematch he had with Jimmy Manoa in in, in yeah, London. Yeah, that was savage. absolutely epic. After that was a fight, the rematch such, nobody wanted to see. Yeah, and after such a crap first fight, and yeah. uh, it just could total um, you know one eighty on it. It was absolutely fantastic. But I favor look. I favor Luke Rockhold here, yeah, but I do feel to. like that the U.S. audience are really overlooking Jan completely. Of course, sir. And he he can gain so much from a win here, man. Course, there it's going to be interesting to see Rockhold as well at 205. Yeah, he's huge, you know, like he's a big guy coming off that loss to, to, to Yo Romero. Uh, that nasty loss, like it's going to be interesting to see if Luke can really translate anything over against such a big, powerful guy. Um, in Blagovitz, it could be an issue for him here in terms of that. Um, I'm not really sure which way what way this is going to go down. I think I am going to go Rockhold. I think Rockhold. Really might have a chip on his shoulder ahead of this one, something to prove. Lost two of his last three outings. I know at 185, but Rock Oldman has been, you know, since he lost that world title, he's been tittering on the edge. I just think what we get with Rock Oldman sometimes is a lack of consistency and real maybe will um, mm. to do it. Maybe a little bit of like Gegard and Musassi we were talking about last week. Yes. Where's his head at? Is he a bit flat like? Yeah. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna spark, find out. This, maybe this is the spark he needs, and it's a really interesting fight. And yeah, listen, I wouldn't rule out Blagovitz, but I do fancy Luke Rock. I'll have to say. What about Arnold Allen? The biggest fight of his life to date against Gilbert Melendez. Great fight. Another Cage Warriors veteran who it has is. made his way and been he's, very successful in the it UFC. It feels like he should be about fifty, but he's only like twenty three or something. Five and on, five and on, UFC. Yeah, he's brilliant. I love watching this guy fight. I love his demeanor, the way he carries himself, the way he bants with he's the media so with funny, his dad man. and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. It, it's brilliant, and um. I really think this guy um, is getting um, uh, Gil Melendez at the right time. It hasn't been a good run for Gil in his, uh, his last, what's he lost? Jesus, five of his last six UFC fights, obviously against very high-level opposition because we remember Gil, I think, probably more from the strike force days than we do of his mm-hmm. UFC tenure where he's just been absolutely um, you know, marvellous in strike force. But I think it's, it's a downhill spiral for him here now and I think this is the big name that's going to really propel Arlen, Ar- Arnold Allen. You're not very good with his name. I'm terrible at his name. Into um, the upper echelon. Yeah, and, that's what and, I feel. And, I feel and, like it's the win that's going to really push him out there. You know? Yeah, and I'd love to see him just get a few more fights in. On, on uh, you know, in a year, have a good year of, of two or three fights, and it, it just seems like he doesn't. F- he fights maybe once a year. Is, is that correct? I know he's had injuries and stuff like that, yeah. but just a little bit more consistency. You get a bit more active. But what what a what a fighter and what a talent! You know, Jack Marshman, fantastic. another Cage Warriors veteran, uh, is up against Edmund Shaboyzin on the prelims. Uh, Edmund. You know, he blasted through a couple of guys. I think he was on Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender right, Series. Yeah. This is the guy that is basically. He's uh, reinventing the Glendale Fight Club name, basically, with his performances. Um, 
He's beat uh, Darren Stewart. He's beat Charles Bird in the UFC so far. Um, and he beat Antonio Jones in Dana White's Tuesday Night yeah. Contender Series. A man who's actually taking on Will Flurry next week, Antonio Jones and Bellator in Thackerville. But um, Jack Marshman um, against Edmund. Jack probably coming... Must be, his last fight must have been against John Phillips in London, I have to say. Um, but that's that's a tough fight for Jack, man, and it's a tough fight for Edmund as well because Jack's going to be able to challenge him in areas that maybe other guys couldn't, right? Yeah, and I think um, you know the issues which I hopefully he got his his, his work visa is lined out anyway, all that sort of thing. But yeah, no, it's going to be an interesting. Hopefully one. they gave him the day off, like so he could fight. Yeah, That'd yeah, be nice, wouldn't I it? Think so. Listen, Jack is tough as nails, but are they going along the lines here of a guy they see who's who has you know sort of inconsistent performances and Jack Marshman? I'm trying to make a name out of Shabazz. Oh, it's and that's the way it's set up. It set up. So, listen, it is a big one for Jack. He needs a win. I think if he loses this, he could be in a bit of trouble as well um, because of you know the way the last fight went. You know, a lot of people thought John Phillips um, should have uh, should have got that fight. So, yeah, it's one of those ones where you're going. Oof, it's a little bit hard to judge, but you'd have to favor Shabazz. You know, I've been impressed with him. I have to say. Yeah, I have as well. Um, the Austrian wonder boy who was snapped up very quickly by Paradigm, who got his debut, of course, um, off, off the Ismail. back of a, of a stunning uh, one-punch KO, I believe. He got signed then. He bet Michael Pizarris, which is no mean feat at all, yeah. especially a guy wrestling heavy against such a striker like um, like Ishmael. But he's taken on Chance Raconteur. Um, I, I really like this guy. I think he's absolutely brilliant, uh, Ishmael. And I, I think... ACB killer. <laughs> yeah, I think he's set up for a big one here, to be honest. Um Chance, not no, no mean feet again. I mean, all of these fights are very competitive. And I think it's good. The one thing I want to say here is that having guys like that have our Arnold Allen on these big showcase events as well. It's sensible from yeah, the UFC to that place is, them yeah. here. And we don't have to give, give them credit. one compliment yeah, there, sure. No, why not? You know, throw them a bone. Once, yeah. But um, yeah, and then another Cage Warriors veteran, then and Panny. Yes, um, is this her debut? Is this her UFC debut? No, no, she's fought in the promotion before. Um, she came back in, as far as I'm aware. Um, yes, she fought in the ultimate. Macy Chasson beat her in the final of the ultimate fighter finale. So she signed um, the back of that, obviously. Yeah. No, no, she went to Superior Challenge and then she came back in. Right. So that's that's what happened with Panny. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Obviously, you know, didn't Macy's work out for so good, man. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, but it didn't really work out for Invicta as well. So it's you know, it is. It's going to be a challenge here for. Her. It's going to be a test. It's going to be an interesting fight. But yeah, good to see her get the shot. She's very popular in uh, her home country of Sweden. Uh, Sebastian Vendel Martinez is a. Uh, as always talked to Panny, so I'd like to see some consistency. It's going to be an interesting scrap. Our homies at MMA Nyet. Well, let's take a look at the rest of it now. We've had a look at our European talent. Um, let's look at the fights that are jumping out at us, and there is yeah. quite a few of them. John Jones v. Thiago Santos. Does the Brazilian have a chance here? Yeah. I, I do, I do I feel do. I feel like I feel like a lot I of people are looking. I felt this for a while. It's going to be very hard for John Jones to slow him down the way he does with other opponents. He actually, yeah. It's like he lures them into this yeah. kind of pace, he, hypnotizes them. This guy just comes to take your head yeah. off. Yeah. That's what he's doing here. Straight in, no kissing. Straight in, no kissing. He's going to try and spark him. And I think if this fight goes outside one round, John Jones gets it. I think it's going to be very interesting to see the early parts of this fight. He's going to come hell for leather, close that distance, try and get in the pocket, overhand right. It's one of those fights where you can can feel it. You can sort of see it happening. But, you know, we've said about Jones before, and it hasn't panned out that way. The guy can take a clock. Um, He's so awkward. We saw that. Um, obviously, his last fight against Anthony Smith, where he just, you know, he, he could have gone up 10 paces. Yeah. And that's scary when we're saying that. But but the one thing I will take from the Anthony Smith fight is, like, he 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 made Anthony Smith slow down. Yeah. And Anthony yeah. is not a man who takes a back step, usually, yeah. you know? He, he did. 
But another thing as well, I don't know if you saw the interview with John Jones from last night. No. Said he just has no nerves at all. He he just wish he he said not he good. yeah it's not good. He said he wished he actually had more nerves coming into into this fight. Most fighters like the nerves. Yeah, they like to feel them. It, yeah. It's like this is means something yeah, to me. You know? and, I, and that's where I'm a little bit worried about this. I think if there's an outside bet and like I would pick John if you wouldn't go into my head and pick John. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. But I think maybe if you're a betting man here, why not throw a few quid on, on Thiago Santos for a first round knockout? I don't think if if he goes outside, you know, the first, it's 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 John Jones's fight all day. I think he'd just be too much for him. Get his hands on him um, and wear him down for for you know four possibly five rounds. Get a stoppage. But listen, this Santos is a fucking beast, man. He's I mean, an animal. And, and, and he's gone. Anyone with John a sledgehammer tattooed in their chest, you need to be afraid of him. Yeah, it's, he's a scary dude. Can Holly Holm do it again? Yeah. Can she yeah. shock the world? Yeah, I think she can. And this is something that, like, this is an opinion that seems to have grown in the last couple of weeks. I didn't see a lot of people kind of getting behind it because, let's be honest, Amanda's probably cemented herself as the, the greatest female fighter in MMA. And all of a sudden, people are kind of saying, well, she's done it before. I think in terms of what Holly has done in her career um, and the style she brings here against Amanda Nunes, I think her boxing is so good if she's focused, if she does the right things, strike quick, fast with combinations, get in and out, similar to what she did against Ronda Rousey. And she's Ma- a big, Megan, big chance. Megan Anderson as well. Big, big chance in this fight. Amanda, um, you know, really, really good as well. A really good boxer. I yeah. think we saw it against Cyborg. If she can just, you know, if Holly can get in and out, not engage close up, um, you know, against the cage, I think that's a big, big problem for, for Holly. She's, She's going to be a lot bigger. Amanda's going to be a lot bigger. Big size discrepancy there. But I do. I think Holly, man, can do this. And, you know, I think it could be a good thing for the division because, again, I look at this division now. Where does Amanda Nunes really go from here? The only other person outside of Holly Holm. Valentina. Is, is Valentina. And, like, you know, again, the size there, you're thinking straight away that, that, that it's going to be too much for, for, for Valentina. Um it's just an interesting one, um, a fight I'd love to see again, you know. But I don't know if the UFC would would, would be interested in that. You have obviously Katzin Ghana, who hasn't really got any sort of momentum since one seventy eight. But it's a fight I really can't wait for. I'm probably looking forward to this fight more than any on the card, really, in terms of a contest and what it means to both ladies. Both ladies are absolute killers. Uh, you know, double champ against a former champ, set up beautifully. I am Peter Carroll gonna go. And I think the, the world's going to be shocked here. I think maybe, maybe just Amanda Nunes might lack a little bit of motivation. Because she's, she's beating everyone, nearly. Ben Askren <laughs> be Jorge Masvidal, my friend. That is an unbelievable yeah, fight. That is, is an unbelievable fight. I can't wait for it. And I think... Um, I'm going to Jorge. I think so as well. I, I, like, I'm, I'm not convinced about Ben. I love the guy. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, right? he's but great. I'm not convinced, man. What way do you see it going? I'm not convinced. And we haven't been convinced for a long, long time. I think, you know, if you look at the Robbie Lawler fight, we saw that. We saw what um, Robbie Lawler was able to do to him straight off the bat. Listen, what did Jorge just do in, in, in Liverpool and uh, London? She was at the fucking fight. Um, he absolutely took Darren Till's head off. And I think that's what we've been waiting to see from Jorge for a long, long time is that killer instinct, that real um, stamp of authority in the welterweight division. He did it against Darren Till. I think there's momentum there. I think there's brashness. I think there's cockiness. I think there's aggression. And I think there's ruthless aggression. And I'm not sure Ben Askren can really cut it at the best in the world when they're in his face swinging for the fences. But if he can lock up a body yes, lock or that something, is true. it's... Again. 
Like that, you're not submitting Ben Askren, I don't think. That like, is that is true. But listen, you're not out wrestling Ben Askren. Listen, yeah, and I don't think Jorge's going to want to engage there. Like that's not it's not rocket science. Jorge's going to want to keep this fight standing. But he's going to need to crack him too. early. He's going to yeah. crack him good. I think it is one of those ones. I think if Jorge gets taken down in the first round, you know, once or twice, you know, gets back up, it's going to be a long night for him. It's it's it's. The winner it's to face the winner to face Colby Covington if he beats uh, well, Ruthless Robbie. Yeah, I asked Colby about that, and I spoke to Colby, and you can chat the interview. I've actually launched a YouTube channel, just putting up the interviews here and there, all over the shop. So, um, it was interesting to say that because Colby is very open to fighting his best friend in in, in Masvidal, and he sort of sees it. You know, he says he should be next, which I totally agree with him. He should be getting the next title shot, but he does sort of see this as a semi final sort of scenario. Um, he's obviously fighting Robbie Lawler, and Ben Askren's fighting uh, Jorge Masvidal. So the two winners face off, um, you know, for basically fighting Kamara Usman. So it's going to be very interesting how yeah, it pans out. Um, Diego Sanchez's yeah. uh, victory return. Uh, he's two and he's Owen. He's two and Owen his last two fights, which is mm, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, he got, obviously got the one over Thundercat, and he got the win over Mickey Gall. Mm. Um, bit of a step up here against Michael Chiesa, mind. Yeah, it is. I don't. Um, I don't see that one going well for him. Yeah, I don't just see this one going well for him. I think Chiesa love too much um, length. He's an awkward guy to fight. He's he's very good in the ground. We've seen how good his chokes are. Um, obviously, you know Diego's very very well versed as well. But I think if you're going to get into a swing and battle, um, it's going to be a lot harder to connect than a six foot three Michael Chiesa <laughs> than you know a five foot ten guy. So it, I do a fancy Chiesa. I think he's a very awkward guy to fight against. I think this will could be the one where it stops uh, Diego's. Um, final charge in that welterweight division. Good day, the V Marcos is a good fight. We've also got Alejandro Perez against Yadong Song, the man whose age is disputed every time he fights. But geez, I'm a big fan of Yadong Song, man. <laughs> he is an animal. He is savage. What's he riding now? A six fight win streak? A six, six fight win, win streak. He's got three wins in the UFC. 21. This is a big step up, you know. 21. This is a big step up for him. Um, I feel it. Um, but I think he's he's well capable of it. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much everyone on the card. But uh, we've got all our interviews out of the way, Noel. How many pay-per-views will this sell? Twelve. I can't. I don't know anyone. That's, have you seen anyone say they're going to buy it? No. No, no no one. Like, no one. Like, no one. I haven't heard anyone who's going to buy it. I think people probably will buy in the end when push comes to shove, if they're sitting in on a Saturday night, something like that. But I think you'll, you'll have a lot of, you know, hardcore fans just objecting to this and just probably going out in the pace on Saturday night instead of staying in to watch the fights. Uh, I can see that happening. I don't think it's going to be a good thing for the for the UFC um, on this side of the pond and more, obviously, importantly, BT Sports because I think they might have to really reconsider this pay-per-view thing before we see uh, Habib Nurmagomedov and Dustin Poirier try to nab Dhabi. Is this the last time they'll do this? Like, could this be a one-and-done? It's, it's no, trending it's so badly. No, it's not. It's, 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 their intention is to take over a pay-per-view market. They've actually, they've actually, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, no, but they've, they've WWE um, on BT Sport from next year, which they've also got over from Sky, and they're obviously going to charge um, for pay-per-views as well. But do they like not Sky, have the network or something that they can all watch it on over Yeah, here? you can watch the network, apparently, as well. If you buy, you can watch. It's just weird the way the US did, but they also charge Sky, charge for pay-per-views. So BT are taking that mantle. We've seen them, um, obviously, with the boxing. They've... Um, a lot of fighters now and, and cards. I've on. seen our good friend Gavin talk, Gavin, Gavin Casey Gavin talk Casey, about this, yeah. like how are they going to charge us for Dylan yeah. White and stuff like this. But. Yeah. Well, that's what they've been doing and they're going to do it with the UFC. So I think they're really trying to push this pay-per-view market even though it's 
not really um, existing over this side of the pond and it's never been a model that's proven to be very successful so I think it's a big mistake and I think they're going to start outpricing fans and losing um, parts of the market here which are which are you know it's a very sort of hostile um, environment here in mixed martial arts and I think you need to be massaging people's arses instead of slapping them um, in so many words because it's just not the right way to do it and I think when things are so tumultuous you not, what's the word I'm looking for you know fractitious in, yeah. in, in our Irish mixed martial arts circles especially here more so than the UK there's a big surge at the moment again when it's here it's just not a good thing and I don't think it's going to go down too well and you know I think we've seen a major lack of interest um, really from a lot of the casual fans in mixed even martial arts even the diehard fans though I don't even see the diehard yeah. fans going yeah let's buy this yeah. I just don't so I don't think it's a good idea and listen you know I'm not going to go on any longer there's going to be a lot of viruses on computers come Sunday morning there will be yeah. <laughs> Ho- hopefully the only thing there's viruses but yeah but speaking yeah. of viruses um, and uh, the potential of getting viruses how is Tinder going? that's <laughs> ah, alright have you any success? No, I've, I've got rid of my Tinder Plus and stuff like that, so... You've calmed it down? Yeah, no. You've taken I'm, a back I'm, step? I think I'll just get rid of it. It's not working out. Wow. Just going to go to more fights in the States, and the American girls will find her a lot easier to chat to, so... Look, I, I think you, you're discriminating against the Irish girls. I think we can well, find... Hit, hit me up, like, they can tweet me and shit if they want, like... DMs are open, girls. Slide up in my DMs. There we go. And I'm so sorry. I've been very low energy today. And I must say that Noel... No, you look knackered, man. No, you, you look knackered. Noel has been working all goddamn day as well. So, um, we're sorry if we aren't last, upbeat. Our usual upbeat last, selves. I've been fucking upbeat. Speak for yourself. Yeah. I've, been right, to, I've had about six cups of coffee, though. That's right. Right. <laughs> all But, um, yeah, listen, I've, yeah, I've been here as well. It's, it's tough, tough L games. I like your new, new runners today. No, they're just... No, just clean them. And then got them dirty in London again. You look very camp. Um, you're that something I'm working on but listen um, yeah listen great piece as well on, on uh, ESPN I, I thoroughly enjoyed it I know you had a, you had um, uh, you know a lot of effort went into the piece and you yeah. put it together you, you, you reached out you, you got, with Graham you went backstage with all the lads it's, yeah I thank, can't thank Cage Warriors enough uh, for everything they did um, you know I really wanted to, to get a lot over the, 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 the platform they create the people I think I think uh, definitely did yeah got that out there and um, look I wouldn't have been able to do it unless uh, the likes of Matt Harry and Graham Ian all those guys Marsha they all sorted me out with, with uh, access and stuff like that and honestly that the, the interviews I did with Ross and Nicholas there yeah, um, I'll, I'll, they'll stick with me for the rest of my life it's a very intense situation and um, they're both they're both great representatives of the sport and I, I, I just really hope whatever they're looking for they get but as we know agree, yeah. in this game uh there are no guarantees man there are no guarantees but I, I I'd love to see them I'd love to see them get Definitely. rewarded for what they did here totally agree oh my microphone just slipped out a little bit there <laughs> but yeah no, no totally agree I think it's um, it's one of those nights I think where it'll live long in the memory um, possibly because the way the fights ended but we know the stories we know what these guys put into it I think you know a large percentage of the fans will do after reading your piece as well you know just fascinating stuff fascinating so stories we have a very exciting one lined up for my fight. next ESPN one might have alright cool don't might. give away too no, much no 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 no, no. Might, have. Now in a minute. might have might have not guarantee. looking forward to it man it was a great read I, I re- really enjoyed reading there this morning ah yeah it's great it's great to be on it like you know feature on ESPN unbelievable you know it's, um, yeah, hook me up I heard they need a new interviewer yeah, they're trying to get rid of me now, so they're trying yeah. to replace me. <laughs> put, but, put my um, name in there. 
I need to go to bed because I have to wake up and do a desk shift tomorrow. We're, we're, right, we're right in the middle of the city centre here in beautiful Dublin, Ireland, overlooking wonderful Dublin. It's going to be a bit of a trek home for you. You live out in the sticks, right? Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. Nearly in Mead now, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. But uh, look, these things happen. Um, and uh, thanks very much. Thanks for listening, as always. Our numbers are fantastic. We look beautiful. Uh, we're both going to facelifts next week, so we hope another... Uh, we'll improve by another about 50% by the end of the year. You know, if they gave us a video podcast and we got fake abs and facelifts, I think we could do a bit. So I'm, I'm on Love Island next year. That's that's the plan. That's the word. That the is rumors. the plan. That's vicious rumours. But, um, right, that's the yeah, end that's of it. it. Love you's loads. Um, Salon. Yeah, love you's.